Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into another show. Fun and excitement. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. It, of course, by the way, is the first of the month, and that means it's time to vote again, Free Talk Live. Though I'm already receiving reports that the voting is not working for everyone. So I don't know how much longer we're going to keep doing this. I mean, the podcast alley voting is very, very worthwhile in that when Free Talk Live is number one or towards the top of the list, more people find the show. And uh, advertisers have even found the show from that list. Absolutely. We, uh, we've gotten advertisers in the past from uh, Podcast Alley, and, and I like it for that reason. But eventually, if, these, you know, if this voting stuff isn't, doesn't actually clear up or start working correctly, people are just going to not bother going back if it continues to not work for them. So here's what I'd recommend. If you're trying to vote for Free Talk Live at vote.freetalklive.com and you're getting an error message... Don't tell me about it. I mean, I appreciate knowing, but go and use the contact form on Podcast Alley's website to let them know that you're having a problem. That's what I would suggest. Of course, obviously, that takes a little bit more effort for you, so I know probably only only a select few of you will do so, but if only a few do, maybe they'll be aware of the issue. Though It's hard to believe they wouldn't be aware of the issue after all this time. Anyway, try to go and vote for Free Talk Live. At vote. It's d- darn annoying, I can yeah. tell you. Vote.freetalklive.com. All right, we go to your phone calls. You bring up whatever's on your mind. We start with Dennis in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Dennis. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I have some great news. We we did a very cool thing with the real ID here in New Hampshire. Okay. Not not only have have we rejected the real ID, and not only has Homeland Security given us an extension that we didn't ask for, so we're not going to get hassled over stuff for the next two years. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, because the dirty dogs in the Senate tried to attach this stupid real ID thing to another piece of legislation, that piece of legislation now looks like it's going to die. That just got voted, please, to kill it in its its little committee. And that piece of legislation um, exposes some some problems that the attorney general is having in the state of New Hampshire. Like what? Apparently, what the bill would have done is given the attorney general's office the ability to go through ISP logs um, to get information. Internet service providers. Exactly. And apparently the deal is people who have voice over IP, such as how I'm calling you right now, Mm -hmm. they apparently the the, the standard procedure for getting wiretaps doesn't work for (laughs) voice over IP. Nice. So anyone who wants to do some piece of crime, at least in the state of New Hampshire, you know, if it's going to be on the phone, I suggest voice over IP. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that gives you complete immunity, but it should. Oh, sounds like they got to Dennis. Yeah, still I mean, there? Things might not work out if he used <laughs> voice over IP. <laughs> yeah, I do like the voice over IP. In fact, uh, that maybe it was his line, maybe it was mine, because that actually, that line there is a voice over IP line. And it generally works pretty darn well. Like 99% of the time or 97 or 98% of the time, if you make a bunch of phone calls, you'll start to find out the holes. You'll start to find out that there are some problems. Uh, but generally, for general use of uh, a phone, I think it's I think it's a wonderful technology. You know, and over the uh, – we've, we've uh, used it on the show for a 
few years now, and it used to be bad, and it's gotten better. I yeah, think there, that in there a couple used to of be years, pops. voice over IP really will be great. Yeah, it, it, there used to be occasional pops on the line. It used to bother the hell out of me. It still seems to happen a little bit, but not like it used to. So, very pleased with the way things have gone. I presume this might be Dennis calling back. Who is this? This is Dennis. Okay, we thought, we thought swear, they got to you, Dennis. I never happened before. They must be snooping. It's the NSA. <laughs> yeah, I would never, you know, if you're doing something ultra-secretive, I would never just presume that voice over IP is more secure, but from what you're telling me, it sounds like it may be a little bit more secure, and I would imagine there are probably ways of encrypting uh, voice over IP. So who knows what sort of layers of security one could add in if, if one wanted to. It's just such a beautiful thing, though. Like, not only did they not get their real ID... They didn't get, I mean, they're, they're spinning all these great stories about, you know, the stalkers they can't catch because they can't go through the phone logs, the, mm-hmm. the, the murders, the, you know, all the scare stories. And the, the committee just didn't buy it, I guess. The committee doesn't want to give them that kind of power, too oh, much uh, intruding into people's, you know, privacy and stuff. I'm just amazed. That it flew. Well, wasn't there a report so. recently? We heard about it. I didn't see it, but uh, rumor has it that New Hampshire was ranked as the safest state in America. Did you hear about that? Surprise me. There's there's so much privacy stuff that we have. Like you know, when you get your driver's license, you can actually tell them not to put your picture on it, not to put your social security number on it. And for an address, you can have a P.O. box put on it. Now, wow. I've had a lot of problems yeah. with the driver's license and the P.O. box situation. I've been told that uh, you actually cannot do that, Dennis, by the uh, bureaucrats. If, if you wish, I will go ahead and give you – I don't have it at the tip of my fingers, but I can easily forward that to you. If you contact the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, they'll be happy to, to get you that info. It's right there in the law. And it's one of those cases where how often does the bureaucrat actually know the law? Yeah, you can't believe what a bureaucrat cool says. Shows up with a copy of the law saying, excuse me, RSA 1234 says you have to. Hmm. That's a great point. I mean, you can't trust a bureaucrat. Well, if you think of it later, um, email it to me if you would. Dennis, anything anything else going on up here, on up here you need to share? Nope, I just thought that was fun stuff. All right, man, good to know, and it's good to know that the activists are making a difference here in New Hampshire. The Liberty Activists, and thank you for the call, the Liberty Activists here moving here as part of the Free State Project, hundreds of them uh, here so far. More coming this year. We're expected to have a 1,000 in the state by the end of the year, and the few hundred that are already here have made an incredible difference so far, as Dennis was pointing out. Um, in many cases, the uh, New Hampshire government will be trying to pass some new law or piece of legislation to restrict more freedom, and it's the free staters and some of the uh, New Hampshire liberty activists that have sort of been reactivated by the free staters that are the ones that are turning out. It's the liberty activists here in New Hampshire that are turning out to put a stop to this stuff, and they're having some some pretty impressive successes. Any successes the, are um, impressive because yeah. there's so few people standing up for liberty in the United States, and, and, and on a state level, people just don't do anything. And most states are too large for people to travel to the uh, the capital to do anything about it. Yeah. There's a uh, tomorrow, at, I think it's at 10 or something like that, there's a homeschooler thing um, in Concord. I expect there'll be just a huge amount of people there mm-hmm. um, on, on that issue, and the farthest anybody could possibly be from Concord in this state is like three hours, and uh, most people are within an hour. Nick's here with us uh, from Freeminds TV, freemindstv.com. Uh, you are a New Hampshire native who has uh, been reactivated, I guess, so to speak, by the well, liberty activists coming in here. I was already active, but I, it's brought a lot more people in, having the free stairs come, and I don't know how many pieces of legislation, you know, I don't know how it would have gone on some of these bills, like with the seatbelt law that narrowly got killed 
think it was last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have passed if the Free State Project hadn't chosen New Hampshire. How could you know? But my my belief is that yeah, we'd have a seatbelt law. We'd have a lot more laws in this state. I you know I'm sure some of things still would have gotten killed just because there is there was kind of a native group of people who oppose bigger government, but there weren't enough and they weren't active enough to really have the same amount of success that the Free State Project movers have been able to get. So you've definitely seen an increase in the level of activism going on in the last few years. Um, especially in the last, I would say in the last year, 18 months, I think it's gotten, I think people have refined their activism, both the political stuff and the non-political mm-hmm. stuff. And I think we're seeing more success. That's my impression, is that, you know, the NHLA, it's now an established organization. They know right. what they need to do to try to, to kill a bad bill or to get a good bill passed. Um, and we've had a lot of success. I mean, for the first time ever, um, the marijuana decrim bill got through the House. That wouldn't have happened, I don't think, without Matt Simon, who is a free stater. And he, yeah, he's a great over point. at New Hampshire Common Sense. So. There's a lot of things the Free State Project has had an impact on, and you know, surprisingly, with a with a few hundred people, there really ha- it's been a mixed record. I mean, there's been losses too, but th- they've had a lot of success. Just to make it clear, the marijuana decrim bill decriminalizes marijuana from a, uh, a, a first degree misdemeanor to a two hundred dollar fine. It doesn't decriminalize marijuana. No, it's well, just a step and then in the right I, possession of a less I, than a, a less than a quarter ounce. Or I'm something. not aware. I think just about every state where it's been decriminalized has some penalty in place. Yeah, I'm just, saying, I'm just making it clear what, uh, oh, what yeah. you mean by yeah. decriminalized. More on the way here. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. Anything goes. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including live streams. we got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, that's SACL CAI. So, uh, would like to jump here into the email box. Uh, Mark, you said you had something about the kind of glut of conspiracy callers that we've had recently, mm-hmm. and I, I don't really want to stir them up again, but you said it was so good you wanted to share it on the show. Yeah, so I, if you don't mind. I do. It's it's from Carrie. <clears throat> she says, hello, Mark. Is there some way you guys can start to screen a few of these nuts that are calling in? It seems that over the last few days, we were being forced to deal with listening to the almost constant call-ins by these nut jobs who don't seem to be interested in the message of liberty at all. But... Just go over and over these ludicrous, shot-out theories about chemtrails and aliens and who knows what else. Now, I know you guys don't put any stock in these theories whatsoever, but let me tell you, we, the listeners, are being subjected to them either way. It doesn't matter if you don't go in for the stuff, we are still having to spend our valuable time. That 
we'd hoped uh, would involve intelligent conversations about the struggle for personal freedom, listening to people who should really be on medication instead of the radio. I'd like to say I understand her concerns, and I do empathize with them to some extent. However, this is not the show about the struggle for personal freedom. It is the show about anybody calling in about anything. And that's the the way the show has always been. There's no reason why we couldn't change the rules should we really want to. Uh, but show's been working fine for five years uh, as is. And that is kind of the gimmick to the program. It's an open phone show all six nights a week, all three hours a night. So what I would suggest is that... Well, first of all, if we, as we get on more radio stations, the conspiracy callers will automatically go down uh, because they primarily are Internet listeners listening via our network stream, and they're used to hearing conspiracy shows all day long, and then they come and then they encounter Free Talk Live, and they're not getting what they're, what they're used to hearing. So the more radio stations we have, the more average people listening, the less likely the conspiracy kooks will, will call in. Just um, like Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night's a good example. Well, they actually did call Saturday night, but mm-hmm. they only got in through like the first couple couple minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. They didn't last for very long. So the higher the volume of calls in general, the more difficult it will be for them to get through. Um, so the problem can be solved on its own by other people calling the show. In the absence of calls, anybody can get on, and most frequently they do. Uh, it's not always the best radio, I understand that, but then again... We're not really competing with very much. I mean, Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity, it's always the same old crap every single day, so it's not like there's anywhere else to turn to. I could install some sort of uh, phone screening policy, but then what? Do we only screen out conspiracy callers? Who else do we screen out at that at that point? What, uh, do well, we only that... talk about liberty? Uh, that's, that's not the point of the show. I mean, we do like talking about freedom and liberty, sure. but we also like taking calls about anything, and it, this isn't a show that's solely focused on that. We've talked about personal issues. We've talked about self-improvement. We have those calls, and some of the conspiracy calls are pretty entertaining, and some of it results in uh, you know yeah. a relatively entertaining uh, discussion or argument. Some, some are good, and 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 some of them are you know just just combative as hell if we don't uh, entirely agree with what they have to say. Others realize, look, I got to call into a nationally syndicated show and get my message out, even if the hosts didn't believe the the poppycock that I'm spewing out of my cake hole. At the very least, I got to communicate with the masses, you know. Yeah. Does she have more to, to Oh, say yeah, on? lots of it. Honestly, it's call-ins like this that have hung that dark shadow of weirdo over our movement uh, towards peace and liberty. We have heard over and over again, yeah, I like Ron, uh, what Ron Paul has to say, but it seems like everyone that's supporting him is a wacko conspiracy nut. How many times have you heard that? I'd just like to point out to any conspiracy theorists that are listening that this is how you are received by right. most people. I, th- I think that that's so. I mean, uh, you know, more than anything, I-, I can't say I'm even that far from most of these conspiracy theorists. Do I think that, uh, you know, the government might be spraying stuff out of the back of planes to control the weather? I wouldn't put it past them. It's, it doesn't seem un- un- impossible to me that the government would do that. Do I think that the... That a cabal of uh, rich bankers wants to control the world? Um, well, yeah, I think that a cabal of rich everything wants to control the world. I do think that rich people control the world, and that uh, the, uh, we poor people are just their serfs. Um, you know, so I'm, I guess I'm not too far off of uh, a lot of this stuff. Aliens? Well, you know, I, I, I don't think aliens have spent a great deal of time poking around here in uh, old planet Earth. Um, I, I just find it difficult to imagine that there's, you know, uh, post-light travel by intelligent aliens. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Bigfoot, on the other hand, it makes (laughs) perfectly good sense to me that there's a North American primate. 
you get uh, uh, traditional-minded people who tune in and might at the moment be uh, open to hearing the message of liberty, and they hear some crackpot telling about how the government is spraying chemicals across the country to poison us all. This is one potential patriot lost, probably never to be regained. I know you guys place a lot of stock in not screening calls, but let me tell you, I think in this particular area, you should screen out these nut jobs that want to talk about this kind of garbage. Even when you state clearly you don't believe this stuff and these are not the important issues, you're allowing it to consume a large part of your airtime and giving it importance by doing so. In other words, actions speak much, much louder than words. I really wish you guys would just make a statement that no more of these theories will be discussed on the air. Don't screen the other calls, but gosh, I wish you guys would screen these. This is the only thing that I do not like about your show, but it is a big thing. Those of us who are serious and determined people don't want to waste our time with this kind of thing, and your show is very close to being the only show that openly discusses liberty and current events involving liberty. But these topics are a very real threat to your credibility. It's obviously your show, but I thought you might want a little honest input from some very loyal listeners. I hope you take this and the positive criticism that it was intended to be. I wanted to write this email back when you guys devoted an entire show nearly to the uh, Gene Ray guy. We were sort of shocked and horrified at that one, but decided to wait and see if it was just a whim. Please tell me this, this is not the route that the show will be taking in the future. If it is, we're going to just be heartbroken. And, you, you know, like what she says or not. That's that's what uh, a, a great deal of our listeners out there really think about um, the, the conspiracy stuff. And, you know, there's lots of conspiracy shows out there. D- does it really have to, to uh, monopolize all of Free Talk Live or a great deal of Free Talk Live's time on well, some it shows? it doesn't. Uh, it only on some shows. It seems to come in waves. I mean, there have been times when... They will call day after day, and then there are times when there months, are several days yeah. in a row, if not months, where we don't hear hardly anything from them. So it's not like that all the time. And uh, I, you know, if you if you shut them down, if you screen out the calls, then there will probably be a sect a sect of them, some of them, that will redouble their efforts uh, to try to get through to yeah. you know break through uh, the call screening to lie about what they want to talk about, and then when they get in. They'll get on and they'll start talking about their whatever their chemtrail issue is or whatever it is. And then we have to hang up on them. Uh, and then we sound bad because of that. And then, we, you know, if we're if we're if we're excluding one particular topic, then people can accuse us of no longer being free talk live. Would we have to rename the show at well, that point? I think. No, I, I don't think we should screen them out. Um, I'm just I'm just reading an email from a very concerned listener who I believe is an Elfson amplifier. Um but what I would, uh, if if that were you know something we were looking to do, you know what? we're going to be back here in, in moments. I think the uh, board ops are having trouble with the commercials. It's free talk. It's, live. A- it's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is April 11th through the 13th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent. Helicopter rides and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person. 
knobcreekrange.com. That's knobcreekrange.com. Our number here is 800-259-9231. Inevitably on a show where the concept is open phones all the time, six days a week, three hours a night. Inevitably, somebody is going to call in and say something or bring up a topic that someone else doesn't like. Mm. And that's what this particular emailer uh, is focusing on. She is uh, upset that we allow anybody to call into the show, uh, specifically the conspiracy theorists, and she would like them to be screened out. But, of course, screening out the conspiracy calls would necessitate a change in the concept of the show, because Free Talk Live, as we say multiple times per program, is the show you can call and take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever topic you want. The idea being that many shows in the world of talk radio are very, very restrictive on who will be allowed to call in. Many shows, if you are not talking about what the host is talking about, most shows are very host-centric, right? Yeah. So, for instance, if you look at the name of a, a show, The Sean Hannity Show, what's that show about? Well, Sean Hannity. Whatever the hell Sean wants to talk about. The Rush Limbaugh Show, The Glenn Beck Show, you know, same thing with the uh, the other li- the liberal talkers, The Ed Schultz Show. It's all about that one Mostly that's what happens with us, though. We talk about something, and the people call in about that subject, generally. Well, okay, that might be true, but that doesn't stop the show from being no, different in its be, concept. Plenty, yeah, uh, absolutely. We we do stick to what we say, and it, it shows um, that you can call in about anything you want. Right. So the way these other sh- uh, shows work is the host comes in with usually a lot of prep uh, for on one particular topic, and they'll focus on that one topic for an entire hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, in any call that's outside of that topic, will be told call back during Open Lines Friday or call back some other time. Sorry, we don't, you know, we don't need your call right now. And most of the calls are going to be screened out. Even calls that are calling on that topic, in many cases, are screened out if the the caller is making a point that the host doesn't want to hear or the uh, caller is making a point that the the host has already made um they just you know they they for whatever reason they put on whomever they feel like if uh if you're disagreeing with the host but you sound kind of dumb and the host can handle talking to you mm-hmm. well they'll you better believe you're going on the air but if you sound if you sound like a college professor and you're calling in to disagree with the host and uh, it sounds like you really got your ducks in a row you're not going on that's correct. So the uh, the concept of Free Talk Live was generated by the fact that I, as a talk radio listener and fan of talk radio, saw that this concept of uh, open, uh, the ability to talk about anything was, was fairly lacking in the world of talk radio, and so I wanted to remedy that with my program, and that's what we did. It just so happens, no, that's not an original idea. As I said, there are shows out there that have open lines hours or open lines days, things like that. They use that as a gimmick in the, the middle of their show. But we do it all the time. But anybody can do that. And there are shows that are like that out there in the world of radio. So not even that was original. I guess what's different about uh, the way we handle it here on Free Talk Live is we happen to be liberty-oriented people. So it's an open format show, an open phone show. When issues are brought up, you will hear them addressed from a pro-liberty standpoint. Now, that I mean, if someone calls up and they want to talk about donuts, well, we can talk about donuts. There's no real pro-liberty spin you can put on that, and so and not it's, every it's difficult to make donuts very interesting for very long. Not not very. Uh, th- that may be true, Mark, but that doesn't. You know, you could still talk about that. And I do like donuts. They are quite delicious. I do like to take them and put them in the microwave for about 20 seconds. If you just buy regular store-bought donuts, it really increases the uh, the tastiness. 
If, well, you, if, if, if we're going to talk about favorite donuts, I like the Enemans crumb tops. Ooh. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, so yeah, a- anything does go. And when it comes to issues that are not of a, uh, a political nature or a political nature, however you want to look at it, we will address those things. We'll talk about it. We'll even take more calls on that. So do you want us to cut those calls out as well? I mean, the, the person is very upset by the fact that not every every uh, bit of this show is about liberty. And that's not what well, the show is ever about. For for one thing, um, you know, part of the part of the deal is is that uh you know, we don't sell for one, we don't talk about the show to program directors or advertisers that it's a pro, you know, it's the pro liberty libertarian show. That um, you know, that may or may not get carried um, as as much as um, you know, an open lines current events show that uh, the listener controls the next generation of issues oriented talk. Right, all these called? all these things that uh, you know are said about the show and and gosh darn it are true. Um, you know those, that that to me seems more likely that a program director or an advertiser would want to be associated with those things. However, we are both libertarians, and therefore, when we talk about issues that uh, have to do with government we're going to talk about smaller or you know non-existent government as a solution so it's it, it, it to some extent it manages to get our message which has not managed to get out there a real libertarian message has not managed to get out um into the general public at all um it, it manages to get that message out so i can understand the the concern though that the conspiracy callers if people aren't listening with a careful ear they could assume that when they hear conspiracy stuff come on Free Talk Live, they could assume that libertarians in general think that. Um, but and I think, I think a point. lot of people do consider that. They're and a lot of people true. don't listen very carefully. That's true. But it's not as if you really agree when the 9-11 truthers call in or whoever it is, the chemtrail people. No. It's, radio isn't very good if nobody's disagreeing. So one of the reasons to let people call in who are bringing up ideas that you don't agree with is that you can... You can argue with well, them. I think it. That, that's entertaining. I, I think that I can uh, probably speak for for Carrie on this one. Um, is it's not that the conspiracy callers get on; it's that they have gotten on, and when they, um, you know, they've gotten on so often recently, and when they do get on, they uh, they have a tendency to monopolize an hour and a half of the show. Um, you know, when you say you disagree with the one uh, chemtrail guy, then the next chemtrail guy calls in, and then he blabs on, and then mm. the next one calls in, and then they get frustrated and they start calling names. Names and uh, you know it, th- that's how it goes. Whereas it's it's, it goes. it's not even like that with uh, the 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 fundamentalist Christians. If if a Christian calls in and we disagree with them on some subject or something like that, it's not like we get a barrage of calls from the Christians. These people, um, true believers, right, <laughs> are, are are more fundamentalist uh, believers than than the Christians are. That's what it's like. It's like being puked on. Is well, what it's like. I don't know if they're truer believers, but they're certainly more vocal and they're more concerned about what you think right. than evangelicals. So I mean that, and that says a lot. That's that's fine, but you know, I, I think that I think this is a lesson more than anything. Um, the re, one of the reasons I wanted to read this is a lesson to the conspiracy folks out there. Look, if you don't want to look like a complete lunatic. Talk about your issue and then let people disagree. Because if you call in and pound them and pound them and pound them, you're worse than the Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay? That's what it's like for us on the other side. And that's what it's like for Carrie. 
she wants to see this show that she cares for and, for, and supports financially not even take calls on a conspiracy uh, uh, subject. Well, I do have to say, though, if you don't like the conspiracy calls, pick up the phone and call in the box. I know there's more yeah, listeners oh yeah. out there who aren't conspiracy theorists than there are conspiracy theorists. I think so, what we could do, though, as co- show hosts, is not engage them quite quite so much. You know, um, ask but then them then I think the problem there is if you don't engage them and you don't disagree and you don't point out explicitly how you disagree and why you disagree... Then I think you could very easily be, you know, someone could very easily say, well, these guys are clearly conspiracy I think you can, you can ask a couple of hard questions without, um, you know, t- t- without going into the, well, it makes you look nuts and all this other explanation to them. Just say, oh, yeah, well, don't the chemtrail pilots have, uh, don't they have families too? You know, ask, ask a couple of hard questions and say, do you believe in uh, shrinking the size of the federal government? You do? Great. Then I believe in whatever crackpot theory you're off. But you're, I don't believe for. in their crackpot theories. But, but you say it in just and that I don't kind of sound deadpan like fashion. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you'd like to show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. You can buy whatever you need to buy. Used item, new item, 41 categories to shop in. Start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So, yes, this is the show about anything. You call about anything. We go to your phone calls at, uh, at this point, and we will talk with Matthew calling from Houston, listening on Free Media Networks. Hello, Matthew. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I was going to talk about the Paulville Project. Have you heard of it? We actually yes, we heard about, about it last night. For the first time last night, as I understand it, it is essentially a group of Ron Paul uh, followers, fanatics, uh, people that Supporters. like freedom, that uh, have decided to take the Free State Project idea and run with it in a uh, small little area of Texas, uh, not to take over the entire state of Texas or spread out through the state, but to purchase a plot of land and build and live self-sufficiently and uh, and live together on it. And I... I say, you know, best of luck to them. I don't know how successful they will be, but uh, good luck. How do you feel about it? Well, considering that I'm part of the project, I think I'm quite for it. Ah, excellent. Why would you choose this option over the Free State Project, an already existing, similarly-minded project that already has hundreds of members who've already moved to New Hampshire and have already gotten active And thousands liberty? of members signed up. Well, uh, the, the goals of the, proje- the two projects actually are, are a bit different, bit different in the end. And also, there's also the considerations of, number one, I cannot stand uh, the cold. Uh, you know, it's just no way. Gotcha. And, and second of hey, all... Hey, I'm, I'm wondering, here, here, I'd like to ask you this question, since I've got somebody on the phone, is do you think that there were some, uh, you know, patriots uh, around 1776 that said, you know... I'd stick around here in this Valley Forge thing and fart, fight for our independence from England, but I just can't stand the cold. Well, there's a bit of a difference in, in spending one or two years temporarily at a place, and then and then there's a difference in between that and actually moving there for the 
for multiples of decades. Okay. I think, Mark, you're kind of condescending when you bring that I point really up. I really am. Just... I'm from freaking Florida. Are you telling me I can handle the cold? I lived there for 35 years. This cold excuse seems ludicrous to me. And it, it just... It, well, it, he it, said there was a different goal to the project, so maybe there's the goal I, I do want to hear that, but the, you know, it's, it's often trotted out there, and the cold one, I just, I just find it so lame, so uh, namby-pamby. Well, it's a minor reason, among others. You know? Okay, well, what's, what's the difference? You, you did say two. What's the key difference between the uh, the two concepts? Well, you know, one, one is uh, one is you're trying to affect the local government for a governmental change in liberty, but but the, what we're trying to do is we're trying to affect a, a, a local level societal change in liberty. You know, I don't think no, you, I don't, I don't think you understand, understand the uh, Free State Project yeah, entirely. There's many many movers right um, to the uh, the Free State Project that really have nothing at all to do with uh, government and a societal change is exactly what they're looking for. Well, well, uh, you're probably correct in that respect. I well, have considering I'm here. About, well, uh, that you know, that's why we talk, really. But, uh, but, 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 right, you know, I've been actually watching them. I, I frequented the forums for some time, and that's what that's what I got from the discussion there. So, yeah, you I know, may be unaware of things that may be going on there. Forum denizens uh, have a tendency to, uh, you know, over uh, represent one area or another in just about every forum out there. You you won't get a uh, a true picture of. Who, uh, what everybody on the forum thinks by just the few people that post generally. Yeah, if you go to the Free Talk Live PBS, for instance, uh, the people that post there are in no way representative of the individuals that listen to the show. It's Necessarily, always a, yeah. a, a different group of people. And just so you know, the statement of intent when you join the Free State Project says, I state my solemn intent to move to New Hampshire once there. I'll exert the fullest practical effort toward the creation of a society in which the maximum role of civil government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. So that says the maximum role, which means that there are a lot of members in the Free State Project that are anarcho-capitalists or voluntarists or free marketeers that uh, want no governmental role uh, in society and are prepared to work in the marketplace to uh, to achieve those ends. Perhaps the Paulville thing is not an activist movement at all. You're just people that are moving together because that is the one factor with the Free State Project is they you do agree to be an activist when you move here, and that means actually having to take action. From what I understand of the Paulville, you guys just all want to move and live together, right? Well, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's uh, yeah, that's really one of the big things for us. Well, that's that, why it's know, different then. That makes sense. So you guys don't really want to do anything to advance liberty except live together, basically, right? Uh, we do want to advance liberty, but you know. Uh, the, but you know, you're not going to do it in a state the size of Texas, and right? And you're not going to do it by separating yourselves from the rest of society, because the uh, the Paulville, as I understand it, is the location of the property is about 60 miles east of El Paso, and pretty much nothing else is in the uh, remote vicinity. So there won't really be anyone who's affected by, by your movement. You'll just simply be, be living together. So it does actually sound like the goals of the projects are completely different. Well, it is a, it's a very survivalist project because we are going to be going out there and we're going to be quite literally building from scratch. The lot has absolutely no development on it whatsoever. Right. There right. are some nearby uh, sources of water and the, the soil is good. There's an extremely long growing season. You know, you get lots of sun. So, you know, so you guys are kind of moving back to the land. No more need for, uh, you know, grocery stores, things like that. You're going to oh, go and grow it all by yourself and everything? That's exactly the direction we want to move. We, we, what we're trying to do is we're trying to fulfill the idea, really, of Thomas Jefferson's uh, self-sufficient society of farmers. Interesting. Um, how many uh, people do you have to have to have your project be a success? Uh, well, right now we have about 25 people, you know, who said, you know, we've bought land here, you know, 
and we're, we're going to try and move to it. So 25 people have said, yes, we will move. 25 people have plopped down money. 25 people have what? Yeah, precisely. Uh, we've already, precisely we've what? The plots, you know, so, you know, we are committed. So between the 25 people, you've got nine grand? Yeah. Excellent. But, but to purchase the property, yeah. Very good. All right. And the, well, prop- and the property has been purchased, but that's not what I called to talk about. What did you talk you know, about? What, what do you want to talk about? Well, it was actually more, the, the more technical aspects of surviving out in a desert place like that. You know, I was just going to talk about some of my ideas for it. Okay, we've got a time for one of your ideas. Go ahead. Well, uh, well, I was actually uh, sorting through some of my old stuff because uh, my house was being remodeled and I'm having to move my stuff around when I came across a box of Legos. And I said to myself, you know, looking back, looking back on, you know, just my playing with them when I was a kid, uh, I said to myself, why don't we use this idea to construct, you know, large objects instead of these small ones made of plastic? And so I said to myself, you know, okay, how do they work? Can it be applied to, say, the principles of that go into allowing, you know, Legos to be interchangeable and all their other qualities be applied to larger structures, say, a house? And I thought, yeah, that could work out. And so that's what I'm trying to do right now is I'm actually using a CAD program to try and implement that. You're building giant Legos? Uh, no, no, no. We're using the principles that allow Legos to act that they do to, uh, to guide our... Guide and design of larger structures. What, what so principles does, are those? Does that mean where they ha- that have the interlocking little bumps on them and they can fit together without nails and that sort of thing? Well, the uh, method of interlocking would be more like a rector set in Legos, but the, but the principle is the same. You know, the, all the parts tessellate into each other. So basically, this are... is kind of a movement of uh, of tinkerers, people that want to uh, really get back to the earth and uh, withdraw. Somebody's going to really enjoy that. Withdraw from society. Absolutely. There's no doubt that there are people within the liberty movement that are are totally interested in They're this. They're probably going to you know get some uh, windmills up there. Uh, right. Probably if there's some that's streams. That's exactly that's exactly what what we're going for. Really. Yeah. To some it's, extent, that's. Like a really tight knit community. I think that one of the problems of tight knit communities can be bickering and things like that. But and I hope that oh, that definitely. doesn't. We've actually encountered some of those problems already. You yeah. Know, and, yeah. You know, we're 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 finding ourselves able to you know kind of sort themselves out. But you know things just happen as time goes on. Is yep. this being run as a commune? Or are you buying it together and then you're going to break up and actually have private ownership of different parts of the the property there? Well, we have yet. Well, we have yet to make a decision on that. We're going to be um, right now. It's owned uh, as a corporation. We each hold shares of the corporation, which translate into discrete amounts of land. <laughs> oh, this sounds like you, a mess. That's a disaster. If you can have any kind of uh, sway over this, I would recommend fully that uh, everybody gets their own little chunk of land. They've tried this uh, the, that sort of communal thing here with the uh, the first uh, white inhabitants of America, and it failed. And I just don't think you're going to have a lot of luck with that uh, kind of. Communal well, ownership. that's one of the things I'm going to bring, be bringing up during the first meeting, and we're going to be talking it out and just hammering things out because splitting up the land and uh, granting individual ownership, you know, you know, is still an option for us. Well, well, you have a what a board of directors, or every, everybody gets a vote, every shareholder. Yeah, the shareholders are the board of directors. Okay, so there at least there is a way to get to a consensus because a lot of communes have no real structure to make decisions. Yeah. So I guess it's better than just still though. Uh, yeah. Multiple people owning something always leads to There's trouble. There's always a loser. Yep. Good luck with that, and uh, you know, feel free to check in and let us know how it's going. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You'd think libertarians would uh, know better than to own things communally, and that uh, private property rights would reign supreme, but. We'll see what they do. Interesting project. Hour 2 is coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So uh, let's talk about the TSA and what they're up to now. You know, they're just always trying to innovate new ways to make the screening process go just a little bit smoother for you. They're always working on customer service and just trying to improve just the general demeanor of their customer service agents and to improve your experience. Well, they have a lot of room to go um, there, considering <laughs> how many how many people have, well, uh, been molested and uh, stolen from and, and uh, you know, stopped for stupid reasons. And don't forget the one lady who died, uh, at least one lady who's died. I don't know how many people have died under the, uh, the care and tutelage of the T- Transportation Safety uh, Authority. Now, the TSA understands and respects your concerns, citizen, and we're working hard, hard to bring you the most... The best experience you can possibly have from a security checkpoint. Get this. Here's the news from USA Today as to what they've got planned for your local TSA security checkpoint. Arlington, Virginia. The Transportation Security Administration hopes to create a kinder, gentler screening process and will be testing it soon at Baltimore Washington International Airport. Other U.S. airports could see it later this year. The administrator of the TSA said this is the first significant change to the checkpoint since the 1970s. It must be pretty serious, huh? I mean, this is supposed to be a big deal. The checkpoint to be tested in May at one terminal in Baltimore is based on a simple premise. Serenity adds security. Mauve lights glow softly. Soothing music hums. And smiling employees offer quiet greetings and assistance. Uh, the uh, bureaucrat says, a chaotic, noisy, congested checkpoint is a security nightmare. Chaos gives camouflage. A chaotic environment puts subtle pressure on the screeners to rush the job. Holly has sought to calm the passenger as he has focused the TSA on intercepting terrorists before they get to checkpoints where they could slip plastic explosives past X-ray machines. About 1,200 screeners at 70 large airports specialize in passenger observation and pick out people who appear suspicious for closer questioning and pat-downs. That task is easier if passengers are relaxed. Calm allows things to stand out more, said Holly. It creates a better environment to observe hostile intent. TSA planners have been... I can tell you, I feel pretty hostile just about every time I go through a TSA checkpoint. I know that if nothing else, they're stealing my time. Um, You know, and it... it, Wouldn't some soothing music help you Would I stand out? No, no. Soothing music is not going to stand out when I realize that these jackholes are taking away my bottle of water in order to keep America safe. That they're taking my larger than three ounce tube of toothpaste in order to keep planes from getting blown up. So you're saying a little bit of lube won't make it any less of a rape experience? That's kind of how I'm feeling. Because that's what they're talking about doing here. You'd be surprised. I mean... (laughs) You keep animals calm when they're going into the slaughterhouse. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. They're they're really, I mean, 
Maybe probably, America has slipped to this. Well, maybe we really are just chattel lined up and waiting for the slaughter. Maybe it, we are just that easily subdued. It's not going to make you feel any common remark, but for the average person, it might make them feel marginally. I think less the average person realizes nervous. that uh, the TSA does a poor job of securing us. Even if they think that it's necessary to have checkpoints, they would realize that this just doesn't work. This pulling, this, this getting rid of, uh, you know feeling up of babies and that kind of thing. <laughs> TSA planners have been tinkering for months in a warehouse in Ronald Reagan Washington uh, National Airport, testing music, lighting, and displays. Uh, one of their bureaucrats said, uh, you can actually influence some behavior subliminally through color. The TSA test in Baltimore will, f- will find the strategies, which could be exported to other airports. Uh, the test will include a machine that uses harmless radio waves to scan passengers under their clothes for hidden weapons. Passengers will be selected randomly for the scanning after they go through a metal detector. Screeners will view images of passengers' bodies in a remote room, and then they'll delete them. Of course they will. Charles Chambers, head of security for the Airports Council International, said the new checkpoint could speed security lines and reduce crowds that might invite uh, invite a terrorist strike. He said some airports do have concerns about large groups of people. Anything you can do to disperse people quicker is a good thing. There was a comment on the Lou Rockwell blog where I spotted this, and I just thought it was brilliant. They said that, uh, is there any truth to the rumor that passengers will be given SOMA before they approach the TSA checkpoint? Sort of alluding to uh, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, where all of the regular folk were regularly dosed up by their government. I mean, that's what we're talking about doing here, is putting people into this sort of bizarro world of the checkpoint where it's no longer uh it doesn't have the edge that it usually does they're trying to make it seem as they say here kinder and gentler soft lighting soft music i mean this is really kind of bizarre isn't it this kind of a little disturbing i mean it's already disturbing where the security situation of this country is and the fact that americans have just accepted it but now they're really going to like the world of uh, fiction here i mean this is concerning i think is it just me? It's not just you. I just don't know what to say about yeah. it. I mean, it's concerning, but it's The only thing I'm surprised at is, A, I'll be surprised if they manage to implement it with any kind of uh, skill or alacrity. Um, they're sure. going to screw it up because the government screws up everything. However, I am surprised that this wasn't done sooner. It would seem like um, this would be the obvious thing that you would do is uh, play soothing music and, and uh, you know, put the lighting just right and, and paint the walls a soothing color. Right. I mean, hell, they do it in prisons. Why would they do it there. It, I mean, they do it in insane asylums, government-run insane asylums. It's not like this is a new or interesting idea. It took them six, six years. years to do this. Mm. I mean, that just shows how incompetent the government <laughs> is. I wonder uh, how they're. I mean, how far are we away from having big screens? Like uh, they already got TV sets in many of these places with the instructions as to what to do. Mm-hmm. But maybe they should add a uh, an attractive woman speaking in soothing tones. There, I think and- they should just add Seinfeld. I, at, at the, Seinfeld. Oh, okay. At the very least, make it interesting. You know, give us give us some entertainment while we stand in this line, because you know they don't even do that. So I just thought I'd bring this up as uh, yet another example of uh, just kind of how fictional uh, this security world is becoming. It's it's almost as the, if it's being ripped out of uh, 1984 or Brave these, New uh, World. dystopia or, yeah, uh, novels. Yeah, or some sort of uh, dystopian movie, Gattaca or something like that. <laughs> you know? Just bizarre well, stuff. And man. it seems like people in supposedly free countries like the U.S. and Britain are adopting it 
pretty easily. I mean, of course, there sure. are people like us who are concerned, but it doesn't seem like they've really taken concerted action. And I think a lot of it's just they they have a defeatist attitude that well, yeah. They well, can't what do can you do about it? Oh, I don't think we can do anything about it besides well, think, open up our own airports and I start think competing. If, if Americans um, realized how many guns, knives, and bombs the TSA misses on a regular basis, that basically half of them um, are missed. Now, I, I, I don't have any overall uh, reaching numbers of what the red teams... Uh, you well, know, Mark, if they weren't screening at all, they would miss 100%. Uh, well, I, I can... Okay. Then if I'm a terrorist organization and I want to blow up 50 planes, all I have to do is put out 100 terrorist teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, the statistics are very theater. That's what it is. It's security theater. It's there to make the the, the and most now even more so n- n- nervous little chihuahuas among us feel a little better. Yeah, those people that believe that the government can protect you, the TSA is the worst at this. The government's bad at protection in general, but the TSA is the worst at it. And you know, when it comes to security, just the most remember what Benjamin Franklin said, that the, that the those that would uh, trade essential liberty for security, or uh, no, for safety, um, you know, will get neither, neither and deserve neither. You'll, the government cannot provide it for you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you want to comment on this story and... You know, let us know how this makes you feel. What do you liken this to? Because as you say, Mark, it, it's security theater... And now it's even more theatrical. Now, if this program is successful and they expand it out to the other airports, I mean, now you're talking about security theater with low, soothing lighting and well, don't music. Forget the, don't forget the actors. They have, actually have actors on stage. Yeah. They have the, uh, the, the, the people, the, the trained observers. Are you telling me the trained observers won't come up and strike up a conversation with somebody that they consider to be a little nervous? Yeah. Well, and they're also talking about having the TSA people smile now, which that'll be interesting to see happen. I don't know if they'll be successful at that one. How can these people smile? They must, many of them must absolutely hate their jobs and their lives. 800-259-9231. Only the true sadists will be smiling as they violate people and search them. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live, bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the bulletin board system, over 340,000 posts, lots to talk about. Uh, there's been a bit of a uh, April's Fool prank pulled on the Free Talk Live BBS. I thought it had been hacked. But it turns out it's just a little prank action from, I think, Johnson and a couple other people. They, they've they changed it so when you write certain things, the board, the uh, BBS, shows them differently. So if you write the word liberty, it replaces it with slavery, for instance, as one example. So kind of fun, but a little on the annoying side. Hopefully it'll be gone after midnight tonight. Uh, so go to bbs.freetalklife.com. You just don't like a good joke. And get interactive. No, it was, it was kind of funny for like the first minute and then it got annoying trying to read through it all and make sense of what you were actually reading. It kind of is difficult when every other word is something you different from what you expect it to be. Alright, so anyway, so that should change I'm sure very soon. bbs.freetalklive.com Is another fad diet the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. 
See the actual before and after pictures. Read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to get off the fad diet roller coaster and uh, forever, uh, forever? Then check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231 to the amp line. It's Sam in Texas. Hello, hey guys, Sam. I just took a round trip around the country here and uh, had quite a few interactions with the TSA. Uh-huh. So I'm calling in to uh, you know, tell you about some other things that they're doing and really applaud some of their new efforts here. Okay, sure. Uh, well, first off, I found out that uh, Las Vegas has an 80% pass rate, so they're doing better than the average. One of the guards actually told me that. Now, 80% means that uh, the red team comes and they only get 20% of guns, knives, and bombs? No, 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 bombs? the opposite, Mark. Oh. They're stopping 80% of the red team's attempts. Right, that's what I mean. They only get 20% of guns, knives, and no, bombs. He's saying no, he's saying no, no. they're stopping 80% and... Getting so, 20% is getting through. That's 20%. what I'm saying. The red team only gets through 20% <laughs> oh, okay. of guns, knives, and bombs gotcha, that they yeah. attempt to get through a checkpoint. Is that correct? I'll, I'll just say yes. That, did, okay. that sounds correct, yes. <laughs> Which means that if I were a terrorist leader, if if um, if I wanted to uh, attack buildings like they did, I assume, um, you know, the the first step to that, if I wanted to get terrorists on planes, I would actually have to put five terrorists groups out there for every one terrorist group that I thought I could get through. But Las Vegas is not the norm. Yeah, but those five terrorists are now going to have their ID inspected under an ultraviolet flashlight that I saw at all five airports. Of course, I don't show them any ID, so <laughs> I don't know what good that's going to do. Um, now, the well, it's like, is, like Mark said, it's security theater. It makes it look like they're really doing something important. Right. Now, to further that theme, they've actually, when you're a selectee and you go through after you don't show ID, they take out a special hole punch and make two stars in your boarding pass <laughs> because, you know, who could fake a, a boarding, a punch card that has a star in it? Right. Yeah, nobody could do that. <laughs> now, in Denver, they're dividing up the uh, traffic into three lines. Denver's unique because they have one TSA checkpoint, and that's it, and it's massive. Wow. So, so if you wanted to blow up a TSA tech checkpoint, that would be the one that um, they would do, right? Exactly. So what they're doing there, they have three lines, one for business travelers who know what they're doing, one for families who have strollers and things, and one for just <laughs> the regular folks. I don't know how they divide up and figure out who goes into what line. Hmm. Uh, but then there's another option called the clear card, and it's this little card you get. You, have to, you get to pay a $138 membership fee, and you just go up to this little machine, and you put the card in and go right up to uh, the checkpoint and go through the x-ray and so forth. Hmm. Now, the card, I, I talked to the guy about it. turns out it's storing uh, biometric ID, but it's okay because it's shared between four different companies, and the TSA only gets your iris picture and your fingerprints. So they, ha- they, so the TSA, so this money's going to the TSA. No, 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 no. no? See, that would be probably a violation of uh, the Bill of Rights. So they did it through a private company. It's completely voluntary, Ian. Uh-huh. Okay. So that way they can kind of sneak it in. Now, one of the other things I noticed was this was in Vegas and a couple other airports. Normally, as, when I go through the selectee, they'll keep me there at the ropes until they can get somebody now they're starting to put in separate hallways that are lined with glass and have a locked door at the end, which is a little concerning because, you know, what's going to happen two years down the road when it's not a, just a, a hallway but actually goes into a separate private room? So what, what happens at the end of this hallway? You get s- You're locked into search? this little uh, holding area, basically, and when the officer's ready to come pull you through for your uh, pat-down and, and luggage search, 
he'll come open the door. But you're basically detained in this little wow. area. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. And then, you know, as these things grow and expand out, what happens when I get pulled off into uh, another room completely out of view of all people? And they leave you there. Who knows? Well, that's what happened. And I don't remember who brought the story up. There was a courthouse situation where someone was put in the courthouse jail cell What was in what was supposed to be a temporary detention. The person, the bureaucrat that put him there, forgot about him and went home. And the man was for, was locked in there without anyone. Maybe they couldn't hear his screams or his yells, but nobody came to look at him. Nobody came to check on him. No one even knew that he was there. And then... Finally, on Monday, when the bureaucrat came back to work, he discovered that he'd left this guy in the cell. He didn't have anywhere to anything to drink, anything to eat, nothing at all. The cell was just a bare cell. So incidents like that can absolutely happen. And then last year, the lady that uh, was taken into custody at the airport after she threw a fit for missing her plane and ended up dead. Oh, yeah, she allegedly killed herself, right? Is that, did that anything ever come out of that? I don't recall. I don't recall seeing any updates on I that. I can't imagine that the, any any uh, federal employee is ever going to be held responsible for that. Yeah. That's wow. the problem. Any other experiences you need to share tonight, sir? Uh, that's it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Matt in Illinois on the uh, amp line. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, you're talking about the TSA and... Um, uh, Mark, Mark first off said, uh, when are they going to start taking Soma? When no. are they going to start giving it? Is that what it was, Soma? Yeah, that, was a, yeah. that was a suggestion yeah. from the Lou Rockwell blog, but yes. Yeah, well, okay, well, they they don't need to. They're dropping barium on us from the airplane. Oh, they're come on. fluoride in our water. <laughs> so they don't need to do any of that stuff. And then... Um, so you're saying that's why they're already so docile. It's yeah, the water. Yeah, already... We're already, you know, we're not, we're not doing anything. Did gotcha. you mention that yep. earlier too? We, nobody's fighting for liberty. We're just sitting here watching TV. Yep. I'm, you know, looking at my computer now. I'd say it was the TV, not the fluoride, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was uh, reminded of a story my daughter uh, told me because you were talking about the music that they were playing, and uh, her high school. I believe I, I told you the story uh, once before, but it's worth repeating. Okay. Her high school uh, wanted to. Um, settle the kids down between classes. Apparently, the kids were getting into a lot of fights, and so they started playing um, calming music over the speakers. <laughs> it backfired and started more fights. Yep, and figures. Yeah, this will be interesting so, to see how this uh, this actually ends up getting implemented. Thank you for the call tonight, Matt. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe it will blow up in their face, and I don't mean in a violent way. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. Dan and Robert, both on the line, will talk to you. Plus, ladies come first if you make the call. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to GCN, the Genesis Communications Radio Network. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring out whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, 
dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Soviet-style central planning just doesn't work. So what's the best way to reach out to Liberty Lovers? Google Ads, Direct Mail, Free Talk Live? Only you know what's best. You can choose which project is worthy of your dollar. Go to freestateproject.org slash donate and choose how you want to contribute. That's freestateproject.org slash donate. As we continue with your phone calls, starting with Dan in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dan. Dan in Montana going once. Dan in Montana going twice. Oh, I hear something. He's gone. He's gone. All right, let's try Robert in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Robert. Hi, I'm the guy that posted the uh, challenge for a debate regarding the um, Free State Project. There's a debate regarding the Free State Project? No, I, I, I posted a challenge to you. To regarding, us? Originally, it was called uh, Free Talk Live, Our Conspiracy Nuts, 33108 Show. And that is uh, apparently one of the posts that got modified by the uh, uh, hacking that you guys said happened. So where you said that the uh, FTL got changed to FBI, and then all the words that were you know the word like the was spelled T E H. Yes, uh, it was essentially. Was yes, apparently it's uh, some sort of an April Fool's prank. Uh, the the changing of the the spellings and uh, the words and all that. But now I'm not yeah. too familiar with the post. I don't. Uh, the the VBS just has so many posts. It's it's hard. Right, to there's keep no up way for us all. to go on there, and I generally okay, don't well, go there at all. So we're not. Well, it's, here's, it's a here's radio the show. Main Here's the main beef of my argument. Okay. Okay. Which is, um, you guys want to start a free state, right? But what's wrong with this country? What's wrong with America? Well, it's not free. I mean, is all guys, you have to you do is listen. Believe... To, is all you have to do is listen to the show for a few weeks, yeah. and you'll find out what the hell's wrong with America. Well, here's 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 my point. I'm going to prove that you guys are contradicting yourself because you guys don't believe that there are conspiracies in this government. No, you no, I don't think anyone ever said that. No, no, no I, I, I absolutely do believe the government in and of itself is a conspiracy. Yes, a conspiracy is uh, two people plotting in secret to usually do something despicable right. or evil. And, and now, but it's, it's the, it's how, okay, it's the okay. level of a conspiracy. Let me ask you then, do you believe 9-11 may have been perpetrated by the U.S. government? No, I don't care, personally. <laughs> you don't care? No. Come on, you should care. That's why you want to start a free state project, because you're running away from criminal government. Oh, I think that the government's criminal. That's a contradiction. I think that all that's government is criminal. Right no, to, to think that the government, to think that someone is a criminal is not necessarily to indict them for a specific crime. I think that how they... Wait a minute, you already admit that there's, there's a conspiracy, which is a crime, because look at the, the, the dismantling of our Constitution. That's illegal, right? Okay, yep. So do you think all of these congressmen... Are, are acting alone, like lone nuts? No. Do, do you think that they're a, talking a, to each other? They know they're breaking the law, so they're they're criminals, so and they, that's why you you want to start a free state. So they it's killed three thousand people on nine eleven. Apparently. Well, well, that's not apparent to me from the 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 uh, facts that you've just wait, presented. If they're well, all uh, if they're well, all well, criminals, <laughs> what are we supposed to do with them? Well, well, one of the uh, one of the networks you're carrying on is GCN, and you know Alex Jones and. Uh, 
the Power Hour, they always talk about this stuff. And Never listen to them. A lot of the listeners on, G- on GCN, they know what's up. Uh, I know that. I know guys, that the people on GCN like we, you don't know what's going on. Like you're naive about it, or you don't. You don't want to put your, your neck on the line. I don't know if you're at a hospital, I, but there's some kind of beeping going on in the background. It's a little on the uh, the annoying side. Hopefully you can quiet that, otherwise we might have to let you go. But, okay. uh, but to respond to, uh, to, to what you're saying here, first of all, we, this isn't a show about the conspiracy theory stuff like uh, the other people are no, used to guys, hearing on the network. You guys network. say bring up whatever you want, and you guys are always That's making right. fun of conspiracy nuts, and you guys talk about the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. You can't have it both ways. You I don't understand why like you think anything is both ways. about this kind of stuff. When you want to start a free state, you want to you want to secede from the union. Isn't that one of the things you guys talk about? I would like to see that happen. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Okay, happen. so you're willing to secede from the union, which is basically, although we had a civil war because Abe Lincoln said we got to preserve the union, and you guys want to secede. You know, so you guys yeah. are willing to be your that logic is a non sequitur. You don't aren't no, no, making it is. It any is. sense. Here's, here's here's where it follows. Great. You guys want to say that this government is criminal enough to run away from, but then you don't want to discuss the real beef of why this government is criminal. The real recent actions, that's what this whole... Well, I know we talk about the criminality over. of government all the time on this show, and I think Are it's pretty so clear. naive? Because these guys wrote PNAC, and they said, we need this. And then PNAC? it's already come out even on, on, on the History Channel that they allowed, they allowed our troops to be slaughtered in Pearl Harbor. They knew the attack was coming. They didn't warn them because they wanted to, to get the okay. American blood boiling against the Japanese. So, yes, there's another 3,000 that died unnecessarily. Now, if they do that to their own troops. Governments have killed millions of people over the history of uh, you know, okay, the last then, 100 years. Okay, then. How come you can't say that they killed 3,000 on 9-11? How because I, it doesn't matter. There's not enough millions. evidence. Compared to Stalin and, and Mao. Here's let me explain this. Uh, if you and can, it doesn't make a difference, right? It doesn't matter to me, sir, because I already know that government is bad, and it's not just this government that's bad. It's the whole concept of government that's bad, and that's what we talk about on this show. Why the concept of government is bad, and we can give several examples of how awful they are and some of the awful things they're doing. It's just we choose not to focus on that one particular example that you seem to be so obsessed with this 9/11 I'm thing. Not Hold on a second. I'm not, we just don't focus on that one argument. particular example because. There's not enough evidence to prove either way, and all you end up doing is getting into this debate for the rest of all time with the people that believe one side of it versus the people that believe another, and it never gets resolved, and and I'm not willing to take a side because it doesn't matter to me because what's important to me is getting government out of our lives entirely, and it doesn't matter to me all the different ways that they allegedly have harmed people because it's countless. There'd be no way to quantify or qualify all of the different myriad of ways that governments have intruded upon and harmed other people's lives. We talk about a number of them here on Free Talk Live, but the ones we talk about are concrete, they're tangible, they're unquestionable, and they're real. The 9-11 conspiracy theory is, is a theory. You may claim you've got some ironclad facts, but there are other people that claim the opposite, and they can claim to debunk your facts. And I, for one, am not interested in having that debate. Hope that makes sense to you. Are you still there? How about this? Everybody needs to act on a local level. All, politi- all politics is local. Not everybody can go to Washington, D.C. in March. All politics is local. So people need to think globally, meaning against the globalists. Now, you do believe that there's people that are want a global government, right? You do believe that, right? Sure. There's abs- sure. Okay. I mean, there's people that believe that, uh, that, the, that the aliens are our uh, ancestors. So, no, sure. But, no, no. Uh, 
Let's not compare global government to aliens. I'm just saying, I absolutely agree. I, I absolutely agree. Marxism had a, okay, a very profound influence, and it's a global idea. So, yes. Well, look at the UN. I mean, of course, those people okay. believe in a global government. So, what I have against the Free State Project is concentrating everybody in, in New Hampshire. It's like. It's just asking for, like, another weight cover or something. Oh, so you because, are a paranoid kook ah, then, right? yes. They're going to roll, they're gonna the roll one, tanks through the, the streets of New Hampshire. Hey, they're going to machine gunners right down there on Main Street. Robert, when are they going to come in, man? Because there's already hundreds of us here. Are they waiting until 20,000? Robert, Robert, if if it's if, if, if you've got such this uh, this great idea against the globalist, how come they haven't put a... Everybody needs to How come they haven't put a bullet in Alex Jones's head, Robert? Answer my question. New Hampshire's not going to save America. Robert, Robert. Robert, small. Robert, how come they haven't put a bullet in Alex Jones's head? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because he's probably... I'll tell you why. Yeah, I want to hear you it. Heard of, um, let me tell you who they did pull a bullet's head into. The guy that wrote that book, um, what's the name? Willie Cooper. They killed him, didn't they? And you know what he said about Alex Jones? We don't I'll even know who he's talking about. I've Jones. never heard of he Willie Cooper. I've okay, never Willie heard Cooper of Willie is Cooper. He's the guy who originally talked about 9/11 happening before it happened. He's the guy that said they're going to do it. So, and then are Alex you suggesting Jones Alex Jones is one of the conspiracy people? Then are you suggesting he's bought off? All I know is <laughs> <Willie> <laughs> Cooper, <laughs> you guys are so crazy. <laughs> Thanks All for I the call is, tonight, you nut job. <laughs> See I'm now, sorry. why shouldn't we take those calls? That's fun stuff. That's absolutely good, and it, it, you know, unfortunately, he shows just how far out there on the limb he is. He thinks that, you know, America, that, that they're going to roll tanks in on uh, the Free State Project, the, the Free State Project on New Hampshire if if New Hampshire secedes. He thinks that Alex Jones is part of uh, who is probably the biggest proponent of 9/11 truth out there. He thinks that sure. they're part of the conspiracy, but right. he's talking about. Oh my God! It's it's it, the the it, it just the mire. It's crazy. <laughs> More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you and Nick and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's Free Talk Live. Dot com. The features, by the way, there include archives, an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website for your downloading convenience, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Attention, libertarians. This summer, the Institute for Humane Studies will be holding 14 seminars on liberty and libertarian thought at locations across the country. If you're a college student or recent graduate and interested in thoughtful discussion and challenging lectures, we want you to attend. Participation is free. Apply by March 31st and find out more. Hey, wait a minute. It's not, yeah, March 31st. This has expired. Well, they've, they've uh, extended the deadline, <laughs> The actually. deadline has been extended, and Mark didn't change my copy. Well, Find out more at libertarianseminars.com. Please change that, sir, so we don't mess up again. 800-259-9231. Uh, just real quick here before we continue with the calls. We just got off the line with uh, another one of the crackpot conspiracy theorists, and I think that these calls are educational. I mean, earlier tonight we had a, a, a very impassioned email from a listener who was concerned with the fact that we allow anyone to call, and so therefore, inevitably, undesirables like the uh, conspiracy kooks will call in. And while I certainly don't want to hear three hours of conspiracy calls, the occasional conspiracy call, I think, really gives us the opportunity to, uh, as our chat room people were saying, I mean, the conspiracy people make us sound totally sane, <laughs> uh, so it's good juxtaposition but also gives us the opportunity to really look into the mentality of these people and and help explain them to the rest of the listening audience to to look into their mindset 
and uh, figure out exactly how they work, how they tick. And in the for the as example or for an example, the uh, the last caller we had, Robert in California, was a perfect example of how the conspiracy theorist becomes completely defeated in his mindset. The conspiracy theorists are told all kinds of stories about how effective government is. And so they, they come to believe that government is, uh, uh, unlike what we think, we, we think the government is ineffective and slow and bureaucratic and just generally uh, use, almost next to useless, except they're just dangerous. The problem is that they're dangerous to people. But when they try to accomplish things, they're very poor at doing it. They're not very uh, effective at all. And we see evidence after evidence after evidence. I mean, there's, un, there's an endless amount of evidence. But if you're in the world of the conspiracy theorist, then the only things you pay attention to are conjecture about, you know, what happened here, what's the real story behind this particular event, who's really behind it, and, you know, how do they manage to pull this off, how many people are, are trying to cover it up, and all of the sort of the details that surround the conspiracy theory. And if you believe the conspiracy theories, you are led to believe that government people are incredibly good at accomplishing these uh, devious tasks, that government people are uh, very effective at uh, keeping secrets and making things happen behind the scenes, right? I mean, isn't, isn't this essentially the message that is given off? So that's, at least that's, that's how I've received it. You guys are just sort of sitting there. Are you well, not agreeing with me on this? Well, I, yeah, I think it is a message that's given off. I think, uh, personally, I think one of the best views on, the, especially 9-11 truth, um, but it applies to just about any conspiracy, not just to pick on that one, um, was South Park did an episode on it, and it really was, the joke was that in the episode, the government was the one behind the 9-11 conspiracy theories because it made people feel that they were competent, which yeah. they weren't. Right, yeah, I remember that. It was pretty. Uh, it was a particularly poignant episode. I mean, I, I think we all know that, everybody knows it's, a, it's an accepted fact that the government failed to keep us safe on 9-11. So why do you even have to cross over into the into the realm of they did, it. they did it actively. Their whole, the whole reason for being, we're told the reason we have to pay income taxes, have to register for the draft, all of this stuff, the reason we need a government is so they can protect us from bad men. And they couldn't do it from, you know, 20 or so, not very, not terribly well-trained Arabs who were just mm-hmm. angry. I mean, these men weren't Essentially special peasants. forces. Yeah, basically, I mean, they, they did get some training, but... These men weren't special forces. They were just, they put their mind to it, and they had enough, the organizations that trained them had enough money to That's an a- excellent point. actually train them well enough to do the job. That 9-11 was uh, a colossal mm-hmm. example of governmental failure, but yet the conspiracy theorists try to spin it into an example of how effective the government is at uh, covering things up and doing things in secret. Right, and the further you go down the conspiracy, you know, the rabbit hole... The rabbit hole. It, it's really self-defeating, because once you say, well, the government controls anyth- everything... What's the point in doing anything? Right, because well, it's all and, under control. And, and that's what they say. Um, you know, that's, that's actually, exactly where Robert is. Absolutely. He's sitting there believing we can't do anything. We don't want to get geographically close to, get, um, to each other because they will roll in tanks and they will slaughter us all like dogs in the streets. So in the meantime, I mean, we'll just sit here and call radio stations. Right, so I'm going to bother the crap out of some radio hosts that don't agree with and, me in order to uh, you know, further my cause. Right. And to be honest, while you know, government is force, and particularly on Free Talk Live, you know, a lot is talked about... How 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 much the government does that is forced that is wrong mm-hmm. but i don't think even you know conspiracy theories aside when people start talking about the rolling tank scenarios and you know they're just going to shut you down and start executing people 
I really don't think we're at the, that point yet. And even the politicians who do terrible things, I think a large number of them think they're doing the right thing. They're yeah, not necessarily overtly... E- they're not just going to say, I'm going to be evil to people. Yeah. They think they know what's best, right. but they, they're not going to roll tanks. They imagine that um, the, the government is our father or mother, and it's our parent, and it's to uh, its its role is to care for us, because we are simply um, children that would uh, make, make trouble for ourselves. Right, that's absolutely Bad, how they look at errant, it. foolish little children. That's absolutely how they look at it, and, I mean, the consequence is relatively the same i mean they use force on people telling them what they can and can't put into their bodies etc and it has terrible consequences for people but i don't think people in government are are acting in a way that they feel is overtly evil i don't think even politicians what they're doing is wrong it's evil i think some of them would i think some of them given the opportunity absolutely would i just believe in the natural goodness of of man that most people the 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 pilots and uh that would be flying these chemtrail planes out there i think that um the fighter pilots that believed that they were going to, you know, they were supposed to supposedly blew up these planes before the holograms were crashed into the buildings or whatever cockamamie bull these people believe. I, I just don't think you could keep the vast amount of government bureaucrats and um, elected officials quiet on this. Yep. So, uh, so basically what ends up happening is people like Robert and the conspiracy believers, they... Uh they get down, they get mired in this self-defeating mentality of, well, government is so all-powerful and so, uh, you know, it's so penetrating in our society. There's no way we'll ever defeat them. Uh, we just need to hunker down. Uh, we just need to be quiet. We right. need to... Uh, fear and fear monger. Right. Every time we ask for a solution, it's always, uh, they don't even, either they don't have an answer or I'm going to call a bunch of radio stations. And I don't even understand if that's their worldview, why do they waste their breath talking about that? Why not right. simply ignore it and go along with it? NWO, if you if they are in control of everything, and well, that's not a good idea. You can't write beat the Bilderbergers them. a letter and say you right. want to help. Right, you're saying the Free State Project's not a good idea. They'll shut it down. What do you, like what are you doing to to change it? Do you even think it can be changed? And if not, what's the point in calling up radio stations? You know, one after the other, trying to get your message out. <laughs> it's a great if it question. doesn't make a difference, yeah. talk about something else. I did. It doesn't make sense to me. It's madness, really. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Blake in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Blake. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, you guys stole most of my points that I was going to make. Uh, Sorry about that. Versa. Sorry, but uh, I just have a few examples. If the uh, government is so good at these kind of things, why couldn't they cover up Watergate? <laughs> yeah. A, a B&E, a break and enter. Right, a botched B&E. Right, or if they're so competent and they're so highly skilled, why is the war in Iraq going so badly? And how come five years later there's still no end in sight? It's a great question. There's no end to the examples of government incompetence. And to believe that government is competent means you have to accept these conspiracy theories at face value. Exactly. Uh, you ever notice how uh, a lot of these alien conspiracies, chemtrail guys, 9-11 truthers, they all kind of gravitate towards one another? Well, I mean, that's natural. You want to be around people that uh, that think the same as you. Well, uh, There's been some uh, interesting uh, psychology experiments that a certain segment of the human population actually have uh, over overactive imagination. They uh, show some, like, random pictures to people mm-hmm. of random patterns, and people swore to God they saw patterns within this nonsense. And this is an example of something called pareidolia, where people are just pattern-seeking, and even the lack of evidence... 
Yeah, I've read something like this that uh, that claims that for humans, um, like we sort of evolved to find patterns in things. I mean, you don't want to keep on making the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. So if something happens to you in a given situation three times, you'll uh, you'll consider that to be just valid. So if you you know, I, I actually got in three car wrecks in three days. I could uh, very easily have drawn from that. Cars get in wrecks. Period. And, or, you know, that, that kind of, uh, you know, it, 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 an inaccurate assumption that one can draw. Blake, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the insight. Interesting observation about humans and uh, seeing patterns where there are none. 800-259-9231 kind of really sums up the uh, conspiracy theorists in a nutshell. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We were going to do a little April's Fool thing tonight here, uh, a skit, and it just... The fact is, we can't act. We just were failures at at this. Uh, <laughs> I just sound so bad trying to read this stuff, and and honestly, my friend, you didn't sound very good either. You know, you've always told me, Mark, there are these radio spots sometimes where you play a character, mm-hmm. and you've always said, Ian, you're awful at playing characters, but right. you're very good at being the announcer. The announcer guy, yeah, you can you can knock that out of the park. You're you're fabulous with it, but uh, neither one of us can act. In this one, we would only be playing ourselves. Uh, However, I'm not even good at acting like myself, acting like something. Let's at least give a, a general idea of what this concept was going to be, and, and certainly give credit because uh, the guy that wrote it certainly deserves it. Right. Because he put a lot of effort well, into this. The, the, and we're... There's a there's a guy who's writing a uh, it, it's it's an anarcho-capitalist adventure series, and it's at uh, www.freedom-engineering.com, and he had us you know sort of write, uh, reading a, a doomsday scenario of what was going on. Right, the dollar is tanking. Fires uh, in the street, yeah, you know that kind of thing, and and then at the end of it we go April Fools, and then tell everyone to go to freedom-engineering.com. However, it'd just really be bad if we did that because you know it wouldn't be convincing. But please do go and read the uh, yes Orson Welles. We are not right. Re- read a really great uh, series at uh, freedom-engineering.com, and and I think you can actually help write it a little bit. Didn't I? I think he sent me an email or something like that, or maybe it was an instant message. Are we characters in that, Mark? I think so, yeah. I believe we're, we're parts of uh, I have yet to that. actually read it myself, but I think I we should, I'm, uh, I'm make, intrigued. Yeah, yeah. So I have to say, it sounded well-written, even though you guys yeah, didn't do well it justice written. at all. But it sounded well-written, so I think it'd be worth checking out. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. I wonder how many people would have headed for their bunkers. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, the first draft was really kind of... Uh, 
saber rattling and it was a little too violent so i i kind of had to tone it down but right so that makes for a great book however people listen to this show and we didn't want them to get too crazy yeah. i mean as well's war of the worlds although i don't think this is true you know some people killed themselves or something that's, that's really what the, that's what the stories are but i don't believe that's actually true. i don't know i believe it because think about it mark i and, mean and back that was then, a troop of actors recall that, I mean, right. that that's what that was is uh, there was those were a bunch of actors right it was radio drama mm-hmm. but think about that i mean back in those days people only got their information from very very limited sources and if what you're used to hearing is the news on the dot you know on the top of the hour on the dial you know every single hour and then all of a sudden it's on you and it's not april's fool i could see why some people would buy into that and say at the top uh before war of the worlds uh, i happen to have it on uh, cd and i really do enjoy reading i'm an orson welles fan Mm -hmm. my cat's name is wellsy for a reason senior grouchy pants sort of original name was was well uh, orson welles oh okay it was called wellsy for a reason um but it, it, it was because he's overweight too because i right, heard well, he orson is, was kind he of is big. fat and he will eat no uh, cr- dry crunchy cat food right. before it's time the um However, the, they, they, they did say at the beginning of the show that this was brought to you by this troupe of actors. And, really? And, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. However... But if you tune in after that, then... It, well, that's what happened, is there was some popular show that was on, and then it went to something that was unpopular on another station um, there in New York City, and they were already in progress, and this is what people heard, and then they go into the uh, the first announcement or the second announcement or something. It's aliens and, and the spaceship's opening up. Oh my god, it's a tentacle! They're, you know, first tractor's being burned! It was, you know, it well, was I mean, really very cool. I loved it. As evidence that some people will really believe anything they're told, you can go back to the conspiracy theorists we were talking about last hour. So a lot of people, they don't really question very much they just take what it is that they're fed and they they believe that it's the truth oh even normal people i mean if they see it on tv or they hear it on the radio it must be true because that's where the truth comes from through the i mean in their mind that's where the news comes from and the authorities speak is well even even i have uh, have been uh you know taken a few times and and i i consider myself uh not particularly any less gullible than any anyone else i just try to make a point of of questioning you know, what is it that I'm seeing? Where is this coming from? Try to make a point of that, but even sometimes, I mean, with the zap car, Mark, it's a perfect example of how Free Talk Live, we didn't do any real serious research on that. We got this uh, news re- report about this electric car that was supposed to be really affordable and sexy, and it was supposed to be coming out soon, and it had Lotus's name attached to it. Turns out the entire thing is uh, is a big, you know, scam. Yeah, Lotus is attached to Tesla and uh, has nothing to do with... Uh with Zapex. Right, but you know, we took that and we we aired it on the radio as though it was something legitimate. It was being reported as though it was something legitimate, but so somebody didn't do their due diligence. As a result, we didn't do our due diligence, and this is how bad information gets passed down, which is why we reiterate frequently or at least often enough that this isn't a news show. Sometimes people will call in and suggest that, oh, I love you guys got a great, you know, it's so great that you're doing this show to get the real news out there. There's no news on this show. If you're listening to Free Talk Live for news, well, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, you can get news at the top of the hour on all of our radio station affiliates. That's probably where you want to get your news from. Uh, But even then, we always say that, A, this isn't a news show. B, question everything we say, because just because we're sitting behind microphones doesn't make us any more special. We We have listeners who have said things like, well, you guys are experts. Really? Where did, when when was it I got certified as an expert on anything? 
I, I don't think I'm an expert on much of anything. So, you know, I'm just a guy with a microphone. Don't believe anything you hear on the radio, even from the news organizations, but l- let alone this show. This show's, a, as we talked earlier, a show about your calls. You can call in and claim anything you want to claim. You wouldn't trust our callers. Why would you trust us? I, I would like to uh, say here um, uh, regarding War of the Worlds, Robert Bartholomew and Hillary El- Evans suggest in panic attacks that hundreds of thousands of people were frightened in some way. But note that the evidence of people taking action based on this fear is scant and anecdotal indeed. Hmm. Uh, contemporary news articles indicate that the police were swarmed with hundreds of calls in numerous locations. But stories of people doing anything more than calling up the authorities typically involve groups of ones or tens and often and were often reported by people who were panicking themselves. Mm. So there's really a lot of misinformation. There was panic, but every break CBS came and said this is a you know, joke. It's theater. Okay. And, and it's turned into um, War of the Worlds itself was such an amazing, groundbreaking uh, broadcast that it has turned into an urban legend in and of itself. Wow. Okay. You know that that people were that, that people were going nuts, looting and and killing and and all kinds of things like that, and that really didn't happen, which is nice to know that you know Americans didn't go about. Oh well, the aliens are here. I think I'll go get myself a color TV. <laughs> I guess they couldn't have really gone and got themselves a color TV at that time. But <laughs> did they have TVs at that time? What year was that that uh, oh, War of the Worlds happened? Uh, I thought it was thirty-eight. Yeah, thirty-eight. Very good. Yeah, thirty-eight. That's so that was pretty much before anyone normal could afford a TV. I think that was before TV was yeah, really. I, I, I can't out tell there. you about TV. I can t- tell you when, uh, when when War of the Worlds aired. So the just just to reiterate, uh, this show is not a news show. You don't expect to get any news from here. We might bring you a news item from time to time, but it's no there's no guarantee it's going to be fresh. Some of the news stories you'll hear are, don't trust what you hear on the news. Yeah, are months old on this show. We usually bring them up for the purposes of a discussion, for the purpose of talking about the issue that's behind it. Free Talk Live focuses more on issues and ideas than it does the news of the day so just to make all that clear and again you will take your calls about anything so let's go to the phones and go to the amp line on screen who is this this is mac from georgia mac what's on your mind i just want to give you an update okay i'm on probation situation i went to see the lady today yeah um told her i couldn't pay her now she's trying to make me see her every week Mm. Uh uh-oh well it beats being uh violated well, his his freedom's being violated, but I see what you mean. You mean thrown in a prison cell? Correct. No, so I'm talking about... So she she's threatening that? She, she's saying if you don't pay her, then you'll have to come see her more often? Yeah, weekly. So are you willing to make that trade-off? Actually, if I can come up with the money to pay the fine, I can get off probation. <laughs> They'll take you right off probation? Oftentimes, that they really just want the fine paid. It's, all, it's always it's about that, right? Yeah. It's all about the cash. So yeah. what are you going to do, Mac? I'm trying to scrape up the money. If not, I'm just had to put up with it. You know, it's long enough to get the money paid off. It's hard for people that are on probation because they really don't get anything for paying off their fine except getting off probation. But you know, when you make these payments, you're not getting anything for the payments. But this probation can really blow up in your face, and and one could end up in jail for years. Yeah, I'd say it it would probably be worth it to just get rid of it. Thanks for the call tonight. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Talk Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on this site are free, so enjoy those on us. 
The features, by the way, include the updates. Get on the list. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about the show. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on there for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is April the 11th through the 13th at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns, flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 uh, tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. It opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person. It's knobcreekrange.com. That's knobcreekrange.com. Nick, you said you saw some video of it on, on YouTube? Uh, I think I've seen it on YouTube. I think it was on the History Channel for some reason, too. Um, at one point, but yeah, and Ian, I had heard Ian ask the question of whether you could rent the helicopter and fire the machine gun from the helicopter, and I've seen footage from Knob Creek of that being done. So <laughs> you gotta if be you, kidding me. If you want to shoot an M60 out of a Huey and, and <laughs> awesome. shoot up targets well, from the air. They have this uh, grand finale at night where they load explosives into cars. Uh, I, yeah, they shoot at the explosives and they, they fire a lot of tracer rounds. It's, if you look for it online. blow up cars? Yeah. All right, oh well, I'm not God. sure if they're cars, but they blow up big targets. Things blow Things up. Things blow up. Yeah, so you I can't mean, beat that. Look it up blowing, online. Blowing crap up is great. Yeah, if you can afford to go, I I would recommend. It's ten it. bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, it's t- taking the time you, off work and, and and getting there. So if you're in another part of the country, it's, but and, and you probably could uh, scoot there at the very least. Just go on the uh, last day on the thirteenth. I think it's uh, is it is it Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 11th, I don't have my calendar in front of me right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't have it either. It's uh, the 11th through the 13th. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's it's a national event, and it's I think it's it, from what I've seen, it's a very uh, very impressive event. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've certainly got the. Um, That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you can go uh, Saturday or Sunday, and um, you wouldn't even have to take any time off work. Yeah, you should look for that video, Mark, of the uh, the night shoot. It'll I, blow your mind. I never even imagined such a thing. They they said it was the world's largest, but. I, They're not kidding. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> They're not kidding. <laughs> All right. So, 800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone calls and start things out with Dave in Canada. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Dave in Actually, Canada. Actually, a little bit more than uh, just in Canada. I'm in Waterloo. Now, uh, I'd just that? like to know one thing uh, before we start. These uh, these uh, helicopter rides at uh, Knob Creek are they black helicopters by any chance? <laughs> but, I don't think so. Uh, going away from that, and no, aliens are not eating my brains. But I do want to talk about uh, conspiracy uh, theorists and such. Have at it. Now, I'll tell you that uh, uh, way back when uh, the Internet was uh, in its uh, uh, infancy, and yes, I was down in South America, we started up... Uh, uh, cyber cafe down there, and uh, once uh, 9/11 happened, after that, and I started to uh, uh, check out things on the internet, and uh, I found out about various things that had happened. I started asking tourists, how many buildings had fallen down in New York City on September the 11th? And you know what they used to tell me? They used to tell me two. Uh-huh. And so, you know, the big question is. What do you think happened to World Trade Center number seven? I think that it was so damaged by debris falling from one and two that it uh, collapsed on itself and that they pulled a, a group of firefighters out of there. But some people right. believe it was blown and, and, up from the inside. But I, you know, really don't care what happened because it's a non, uh, non-issue for me. It's a non-issue for you. That's correct. I understand that. Even though it, it could be potentially the, the fact that uh, uh, Mr. Silverstein and such were involved in a conspiracy. There could be to, all kind uh, of potential make, conspiracies, sir. To make a whole uh, whack of money 
I mean, the, that's that could be. It's the an interesting theory. How come the, so how come the insurance companies aren't investigating that? To make, make billions of dollars. How come the insurance these, companies that, that that have to pay out that those billions of dollars? How come they aren't investigating that more thoroughly? That's a good question. You know, that's hmm. a really good question, and and that's something that, uh, you know, like I'm not really sure what happened that day myself, and. Uh, the the thing that uh, really surprises me is that getting back to that uh, that thing about me asking the tourists how many buildings had fallen down it's incredible how many said only two i would say that's mostly cuz they're misinformed only one or two only one or two in in about 3 years of asking that question only one or two actually answered the right answer well I, I would say that's because people are largely uninformed and really just don't care about the you know well, the, the 9/11 I, I think it's they saw the two issue. main towers fall on tv and that's what they remember about the event it's you know whether they whether that's significant on tv <laughs> people put too much faith in tv and they don't you know think to say oh yeah there was another building that collapsed but to be honest right all you ever hear about is the twin towers but the build, twin towers but building seven did get shown i mean it did get covered as it collapsed so and don't you think that uh, there would be a lot of debris falling even if, let's say that one and two were legitimately bombed by airplanes don't you think there would be enough debris falling that it would likely um you know destroy seven to the point well that, it's hard to say you know because uh, i wasn't there uh there, there really wasn't enough there was I. As to, uh, oh, it's speculation either on. way i don't appreciate mark speculating just as i don't care about the conspiracy theorists speculating to me i could care less what caused building seven to fall it does not matter or I couldn't care less, I suppose. It, it just does not matter to me one iota. But some people find it absolutely fascinating and they want to spend all their free time on it, in which case I say to them, it's your life. You should pursue whatever it is that makes you happy. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, letting me uh, let off some steam thanks. here. I'm going to let the aliens get back to gnawing on my uh, frontal lobe. Thanks for the call. <laughs> if, you just wear a little, if you just for, wear a little uh, tinfoil hat, it'll keep them off. That will. You're right. I'll sell you one, too, for $1,000. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> the call. Special tinfoil cap. Yeah, 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control. Bring up anything. Rick in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rick. <laughs> All right, this That's is a big uh, April Fool's joke this this year. Well, this is uh, this is Rick Astley, I believe. Hello. Oh man, he didn't even get to the vocals. Anyway, I, when I heard he probably that didn't song, want to use up too much showtime. When I heard that song for the first time, I thought it was a black dude that was singing it. But if you actually watch the video, it's this skinny little white kid with perfect, perfect hair. Yeah. Now, uh, that's so, so there have been uh, some other April's Fool pranks going on on the Free Talk Live website, and that was one of them. If you go to store.freetalklive.com, that video will pop up, and you can watch Rick Astley sing Never Gonna Give Why You Up. Why is it called Rick Roll, then? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know either. I, 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 the, the song came out, it's a contemporary for me in high school or whatever, and I don't know anything about it. I remember maybe getting, it's, when people uh, send you to the Rick Astley video on the internet, they say, you've been Rick Rolled. This is a big internet thing where someone will, uh, someone will send you a link and they'll claim, hey, check this, you know, some naked chick or, you know, whatever it is they claim the link is. And then it you beats click the on hell it. out of uh, Goatsy, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, <laughs> then you click on that link and it's actually the Rick Astley video and it says, you've been Rick Rolled or you got Rick Rolled. 
And so maybe rolled is some sort of internet I, apparently slang. Apparently it's something, uh, some precursor called duck rolled, but I don't know anything about that either. Yeah, the problem with the internet memes uh, is that you have to know the history of them to really appreciate them. And if you're coming across it for the first time, yeah. you'll be confused. LOL. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Relevant, relevant, irrelevant, anything goes. Ropel. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and dial-up version. They're both free for you, so enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. Also, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest, happening June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest. You'll be able to meet your internet and Free Talk Live pals and make new ones, as well as see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. There's a lot going to be going on, always more things being added to the schedule. Uh, it's going to be the Liberty event of the summer, I think, and hoping to see you there. That's porkfest.com. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. Going to Al in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Al. Hello, Al in Montana. Hello. Hey. Um, usually libertarians are concerned with one magnitude, and that is the magnitude of uh, the role of government. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's another magnitude, too. Can you guess what that would be? I have no idea. The uh, purpose, the, the desired ends to government? No, uh, that would be, again, the magnitude uh, concerning the role. But there's a magnitude of physical size of the political unit. What um, does that mean? I started the uh, nanostate party uh, a couple of months ago on libertyforum.com. And uh, it's a virtual party. There's there's nothing to it except the power of suggestion. And uh, they uh, they would be about uh, say one square mile to about five square miles apiece, and there would be about two hundred and at least two hundred million around the globe. So uh, it's like there's who? only one, pr- and they would be a they would be just a temporary thing going into ANCAP. Um, Okay, I for, the, for our get... listeners that don't know, kind of a nicer way to put that is the free marketplace. So you're suggesting some sort of a transitory government? Yeah, that's right. And there would be maybe two, three hundred people per per state. And um, uh, on, the only problem is, is how would you keep them from from amalgamating? You know, there were, there are always these. Yeah, uh, that's a problem, all right. Yeah. Exactly. What's the and purpose? It, it, I mean, why would you even propose it in the first place? If indeed people have come to the paradigm shift that we would like them to, and that is that voluntary interaction is superior to coercive interaction, then if we've allow, if we've arrived at that paradigm, then people would be ready for the free marketplace, and there would be no need for a transitory period. Well, if is a is a very childish word. <laughs> Excuse me for How about saying when? so. <laughs> How about when people come to that conclusion? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't see that coming any time close. 
uh, anytime soon. Um, but okay, so in the meantime, how is it that you plan to implement? Yeah, get people on board with this nano state idea. Yeah, well, uh, it, it just so happens that I have that I'm living in a town of about 500 people. It's just about right. It's a little big for for a nano state, mm-hmm. and it's quite separated from other uh, localities around here. And it's basically an anarchist uh, town. You know, they 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 don't really enforce laws. They have a contempt for the federal government, and um, it's it's a fairly peaceful place, you know. And it's it's a starting point. It's kind of a model. And I just well, if it's an anarchist town, what do you have to change? I mean, if <laughs> if nothing's going on, then why bother implementing a government at all? Uh, well, I think we all. I for one, I like the idea of uh, of a security uh, organization. You know, and and you'll say, well, okay, there's no problem. You can, you know, voluntarily get together with whoever you want to get to. But then, yeah, that's what I said. Well, <laughs> yes, all right, I, but, I've heard it before. Uh, well, of course, but the <laughs> thing is, what if you get two, three, four of these competing groups in a little community like this? Then you have a sh- then you have uh, real hell. No, sorry, that's not the case. Why would you have real hell? Let's think about this. Why would you have real hell? Well, in any town, I mean, the town right now, there are at least two camps here already, uh, and uh, they they get on fairly well, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, there's no open gunfire or anything like that. But, Why do you uh, think that is? Pardon? Why do you think there's no open gunfire? Well, I guess it's just uh, people just don't want to get, uh, get get something like that going. Well, of course you know. not, because it would be disruptive to their peaceful lives that they're enjoying. So it's, you know, it's anti-society, uh, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just not what people are, are going to do unless they're totally, you're living in a town full of antisocials who have no problem destroying the property of their neighbors and uh, inviting retro, uh, retaliation upon their property. I mean, these things, it's human interest to uh, to not start stuff with uh, with our neighbors, so... I don't really see what you're you're suggesting as being a possibility. In addition, not I think only it's a is fun it hum- math problem. Not only is it human interest uh, and human nature, but also it's uh, contrary to economics. The, a protection company that's being operated for profit it has no interest in starting violence because violence is just a way to lose your profits. It's just a way to uh, to lose your employees as they decide. Screw this. This isn't worth, uh, you know, my paycheck's not worth dying for. So they're going to bail out. Then they're going to have to pay more for the employees that they need to actually do their dirty work. Eventually, some of them are going to get killed. Some of them are going to get hurt because people are going to shoot back. And uh, it'll be, you know, it's just, it won't work. You won't be able to make a profit. And, and that's why those businesses are in business is to make a profit. So it just it just doesn't make sense from that aspect. Well, I don't, I don't see a for-profit uh, uh, security thing. I think it would be more of a voluntary thing. I think people love to get involved in, uh, in, in security issues. It, it makes them feel, you know, important. Sure, like a you neighborhood to... watch group or something like that. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't suggest that all security initiatives would be for-profit, but, but certainly the ones that would have uh, significant uh, armaments at their disposal would probably be a for-profit security company in some way. There might be a variety of different options, but either way, uh, antisocial people will be dealt with and dealt with quickly in a free market uh, environment by the people that don't want their way of life uprooted by some violent crazy man coming through. Well, of course, uh, I, I just happen to be lucky enough to, to happen upon this little place uh, that is basically an anarchist society. But 
what about people who live in New York and, and, and most people I've lived in? Screw them. Screw yeah, the people I've, that live I've, in New York. Yeah, well. I mean, they, if they want to enjoy their slavery, then let them enjoy it. Because if you want to live in the Empire State, that's what you're going to get. Thanks for the call tonight, Al. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, that's, I think you've come to a similar conclusion recently, Mark. If the rest of America doesn't want freedom, then we certainly can't force it upon them. And why bother even trying? If we can free our little section of uh, the country here in New Hampshire, or more specifically the southwest corner of New Hampshire, if we can be free, then it will attract the rest of the people in the world and around here that want to be free. And that's all we need to be concerned with. If everybody else wants to jump on board eventually, then great. If the whole world sets itself free, I think that'd be fantastic. The wealth that would be created would be staggering. But... If they don't, well, okay, it won't bother me because I'm searching for my freedom, and that's right, what's just, important to me. Just uh, you know, leave me alone is kind of how I yeah, feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, they won't do that. I, I think you're right. I mean, why worry about people in another part of the country? We've tried to change you know, the system overall. We've tried to free the entire United States for, you know, there's been a really organized movement for over 30 years now. Yeah. It hasn't worked. They I don't mean, want we can, it. We can keep banging our heads against the wall. Or we can try to get people who care enough about liberty to move with the Free State Project. Um, we were talking earlier about the results that the Free State Project has gotten here in New Hampshire. Granted, you know, there were fairly modest um, steps forward, but it's a fairly modest number of people that have moved yeah, compared to the new. goal. So really, I think the Free State Project is your best bet to free yourself, to free the state of New Hampshire. Worry about freeing everybody else after that. 100% in agreement there. You know, I, I think that uh, a lot of people uh, uh, wish that the Free State Project had picked another state besides New Hampshire. And, you know... Should have voted. <clears throat> well, I, I would have loved that they would have picked one farther to the south. The uh, the farthest, the, the most southerly the state they had was Delaware. Yeah. But there were a lot of good reasons why Delaware wasn't a particularly good choice. Too close to D.C. And yeah. this is the state we've got, you know? It's like... Wishing your ears were smaller or something. I see nothing wrong with it. I voted for New Hampshire. It was my first choice. I think uh, that it has a lot of good things going for it. There's a, a great, there's a great uh, document on the Free State Project's website. It's called 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire, and it is very persuasive. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain, but still enough time for your call about whatever you want to make it about. That's the point of the show. 800-259-9231. Of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. Lots of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, good quality products. Uh, we're very pleased with that, and uh, so have our listeners been. We've had all great compliments on the uh, the Free Talk Live products. So head over there and grab yourself a Free Talk Live t-shirt or hat or hoodie or something else. Head on over to store.freetalklive.com. Also, if you want to uh, help support the show, then you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about that. So uh, let's continue with the phone calls. I believe Jeff is on the line in Reno listening on KBZZ. Hello, Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? What's... Yeah, I just wanted to make an announcement yeah. uh, before I get into the government wonks. Okay. Um, on April the 13th, less than two weeks away, the Grand Sierra Casino and Hotel is having the 2008 Miss Hawaiian Tropic Pageant, their contest. 
You know, those girls really Sounds like a good time on. to me. Yeah. Yeah, those girls really turned me on, let me tell you. I don't know if I'm going to be here or not, but... I figured you were MC in the event. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. You're going to be the well, DJ, DJ Blaze. That's it. Well, guys, you know, I, the reason I called is... Um, Wait a minute. I to talk is Hawaiian Tropic paying you? <laughs> he's got he's got sponsors and stuff. No, you know those. You know, like I said, those girls really turned me on. So you know, um, <laughs> send us pictures, weird. man. Oh yeah, yeah, There's that would be government. cool. I'd like to see what DJ Blaze looks like. I want to see DJ Blaze palling around with some girls on his arms, yeah. sandwiched between two Hawaiian Tropic beauties. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. No, Real seriously, nice. you better send that, or we're never going to allow you to call again. <laughs> He'll get All out right. of here. <laughs> but yeah, guys, getting back to the government walks. You know, I tell you, a, a lot of people talk about a lot of different things, and I try to stay away. You know, sometimes I may talk about something that may be a conspiracy theory, but I try to deal in, in um, you know, topics or issues that are in the government's own documents. People don't realize how much information is in the government's own documents, and, of course, even congressional speeches and hearings that are not never broadcast, and, of course, lawsuits filed against the government. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I get a lot of my information, and, you know, you know, like the government walks, the, the CIA black ops, the, the, the DOD military intelligence, you know, stuff like they're doing out of Area 51. And let me tell you something. Tell they me get something. real shook up, real shook up if you talk about Element 115 at Area 51 and like the Red Hat Squadron pro- Program hmm. or the Dark Star Project and stuff like that. That sounds scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get real shook up about that kind of stuff. And, and you know, and they wouldn't be getting shook up about it unless there was something to it. And, of course, you know, a lot of the stuff they're doing out there is unethical. And, you know, so basically, uh, like the Disclosure Project is, you know, uh, exposed Area 51, among other things. And um, What have they exposed exactly? Well, the Disclosure Project, they have... Over 400 government, military, um, federal whistleblowers that are ready to testify before Congress in congressional hearings about some of the stuff that the government's covering up. Uh, no, wait, isn't that only about aliens? Well, not really. It's it's about other stuff too. But uh, one of the doctors, uh, Doctor Doctor Stephen Greer, uh, two of his assistants were killed uh, over this stuff. So um, you know that's it's it's you know stuff that he, you know he'll tell you himself. Uh, this is this is no conspiracy theory. This is reality, and you know. So what's actually, going on, Jeff? You're going to have to get. We don't have time to page through 400 documents. Why don't you no, give us I mean, the executive summary? What is the truth about the government and the aliens? All right, hit us with the hard news. Well, I think that um, they're, they're trying to cover up the technology. I think that uh, a lot of people have said credible people. These 400 government witnesses and Dr. Stephen. Why would they try to cover up the technology? Wouldn't it make more sense for them to sell the technology? Or well, they're saying some of the people are saying this worked out there. They're saying that it would bring world peace, but you know how greedy people are. Oh, we know the government doesn't want world peace, so that actually is a a plausible explanation. I mean, if there was world peace, then people wouldn't think they would need governments anymore, right? Exactly. So that's at least that's what they're telling. You know, that's what I've. You know the input that I have into it. Well, the doctors, Doctor Stephen Greer is—he's been doing this stuff a long time. He's worked in the government for a long time. Why did they bump him off? Why did they bump off his assistants? Um, well, you know, because I guess they were getting into some things that the government didn't want them to be researching. But weren't they doing it at his behest? Um, well, I'm sure that they were, but. Uh, in any event, I don't know what happened to them. I just know that. See, they... the problem with the conspiracy groups, uh, the problem with the conspiracy crowd is they don't have answers for the good questions. 
She's like, oh, I don't know how, the answer. How is would there. they? You know, it's 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 dark. Uh, you know, they they keep lots of secrets. There's lots of secrets. That but are the, kept. but the questions poke holes in their original theory, and they usually, as the guy called earlier, they usually just brush it aside. They'll admit they don't have an answer to it. But it, the fact that we poked holes in the uh, the uh, the point doesn't really fall on uh, the conspiracy theorists as anything uh, successful. Uh, they don't really realize that their the theory has had holes poked into it, and they just continue moving on and and. Spewing out well, their I points. think 400 credible government witnesses uh, that's willing to testify before Congress. I think that that's uh, not a conspiracy theory. I think that if you have 400 people that's worked in the government, worked for the military, worked for the CIA, worked for the Department of Defense, and all these other intelligence agencies, hasn't this disclosure thing been going on for a while? It sounds kind of familiar to me. It's been going on for years, right? I think the biggest problem is the government keeps these secrets because there wouldn't be any conspiracy to be had around aliens if the government didn't get to keep all these damn secrets. Right. And there's no reason why in a um, country like our own, a democratic country, that the government should have cre- um, secrets like it does, except that we want to build a giant empire to take over the world, I think the leading con- the United States government. The conspiracy is, and Jeff, thanks for the call tonight, the conspiracy is to have all these secrets, even though it's probably just a bunch of crap. You know, they've put just a bunch of boring documents and made them top secret, just to keep people like Jeff really busy. Trying to unearth it all. I, I know there's stuff there. You know, they, Area 51 was a black site that they wouldn't acknowledge for a long time. I mean, they were developing technology there, yes. I mean, it was an Air Force test range. That's one of the reasons they kept it classified. Um, the only thing I ever remember hearing from legitimate sources about any kind of exposure at Area 51 was that a group of employees won lawsuits um, because the government had improperly disposed of some of the jet fuel, mm-hmm. and they had just burned chemicals in open pits. Mm-hmm. No real safety standards there. It's a it's a black site. I guess that's what they figured. But that lawsuit got won. So, you know, that's the only thing I've ever heard getting exposed. They didn't follow <laughs> health and safety regulations, and they settled out yeah. of court because they killed some people by accident. That's the, that's all I've ever heard about right. Area 51. Yeah, there's all kinds of interesting theories, and that's what it's that's what all this stuff is. It's just interesting. I mean, you can you can spend as much of your time on this stuff as you want. And like you said, there's 400 people, or you know, thousands of documents, and think about all the time you could spend just pouring through that information. And indeed, hundreds, if not thousands, or hundreds of thousands of hours have been spent on this. And for what? For more allegations to arise, for uh, more questions to arise, what really has come out of all this? I mean, look, the aliens, either they're looking at you or they're not, right? I don't think there's much that we could do about the aliens. If they can travel, <laughs> if they can travel we can't do anything about the government. faster than light, then I don't think the government can do anything about them either. Uh, why the government would want to keep the information of the aliens, I suppose, to a, you know, other than that, I, I guess, I don't know. Why would there be widespread panic, though? I mean, I think most people are familiar with the idea of aliens, right? At least most people in the world of popular culture have heard of the concept of aliens and certainly have seen the movies and maybe seen a, a special or two about them. People know there's a, the idea. Idea of aliens. You you say that the government admitting that there are aliens out there would cause widespread panic. Well, and why would the government know before we did? I mean, if there are strange lights well, that's in what the, the sky, alien people believe. Well, that's what they believe. But it's back to the conspiracy theory where the government must know what that strange light in the sky was. There yeah. are odd occurrences that happen. 
the government probably isn't going to be the first people to, to know unless they right. caused it and aren't talking about it. But you it. see, these people believe that there's a special government uh, black ops, uh, to use that term, some sort of special government agency that is out there actively covering all this up or out there uh, you oh. know, they're investigating this and they're, they're better than all the other government agencies because they're secret and uh, they're really Johnny on the spot. Yeah. That's I'm, what you're I'm, supposed to it's believe. It's like every other thing. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. But actually, have you heard, Mark, there is the theory that the uh, the UFOs don't come from outer space. They come from under the ocean. Ooh. A little XCOM, actually. You should look it up sometime. I, I'm not even in the least bit interested. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, find, I find it interesting to look into, not to believe in any way, shape, or form, but it's 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 a very interesting story that people so, have managed so to come up with. So what are our alien leaders from uh, the center of the Earth, uh, what, what's their goal? No, you don't know. There's theories on that too. It depends on who you believe. <laughs> I saw this movie uh, recently called uh, Dreamcatcher, and it was relatively entertaining. But there was just the silliest part was the fact that the, some of the main characters in the film were allegedly from this government agency that was out there tracking aliens, and they've been they've been fighting the aliens for years in secret, and they're so good at it, and you know that's what their job is, and it's just more of this Hollywood propaganda that. Gets people to believe that government is somehow effective and uh, and good at what it does, and it's just nonsense. If you saw Men in Black, you'd certainly think they were effective. More tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The cynic says, "I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious." The believer says, "I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me." Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive Boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. Well, that's okay. I told the listeners on the chat room, and it's only been seconds. Yeah, they could possibly are, be gone. We yeah. are still here, and we're going to be sticking it out for another 30 minutes or so. Uh, here to do an extended edition of the program, extended internet only. So our radio listeners are locked out of this particular portion of the program. Yeah, they're no fun anyway. Which means there are no more FCC regulations, uh, the amp lines... Also, G- the GCN uh, feed would be switching over, right? Correct. The uh, conspiracy kooks are not listening to this segment of the show either. So That's a good thing. Right. Uh, so Unless they're conspiracy kooks that listen to uh, to our live stream and uh, likely amplify seems, the program. Well, it seems unlikely that the conspiracy kooks would ever tune out from the GCN streams. Seems unlikely. Though they do have other conspiracy networks they could tune into, so maybe they'd tune be- uh, between them. Yeah. There's actually competition in the world of the conspiracy networks. By the way, I like GCN just fine. I don't want to make it sound like no. uh, we're, we're down in GCN. Clearly, uh, they're that's willing... That's where they would listen. Yeah, clearly. I don't GCN, think GCN would disagree with that. No, I don't think so either. And uh, hey, some at least somebody's making money off of those kooks, right? They pay some. They, t- they pay some of their bills, and I'm I'm sure that quite a few of the people that work at GCN, uh, you know, agree with. Them. I wonder how many of the people. You know what I wonder about? 
how many of the people who are doing the conspiracy shows, the Alex Joneses, the Power Hours, these other names they like to drop, uh, how many of those hosts are like Art Bell? We were at this radio trade uh, show, the R&R Talk Radio Seminar last year, last you and year, I, Mark, in, LA, in Los yeah. Angeles. And Art Bell, you know who he is, right? Oh, yeah, I know. Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast yep. AM. Art Bell created this show years ago. And uh, it's sort of the perennial example. Just he got tired of talking about normal stuff. Really. About the politics and stuff, right. Uh, so it's kind of like the uh, the ultimate example of the, the crazy crackpot show. If you listen to, to Art Bell or you listen to Coast to Coast, it's now being hosted by a guy named George Norrie. But if you listen to the show, you'll hear... He's just, have a weekend version done by Ian Punnett. That's correct. Saw Ian this year, as a matter of fact. Did you? I nice like guy. Ian. Nice guy. Um, so anyway, this show, if you've never heard it before... Yeah, just tune into uh, your local AM station during the overnight shift, and odds are good you'll hear Coast to Coast. It's just it's the only thing on. At it's got to be on more stations than than like Rush Limbaugh. That's it's why so it's, huge. Yeah, the name fits it. It's Coast to Coast AM. Right. I mean, the ad rates are uh, very reasonable on that show, by the way. Just the sure. demand's lower for it. So so uh, so they talk about all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, everything from ghosts to uh, backwards masking to Bigfoot Re- remote to... Remote viewing. Re- yeah, all, I mean, it's all out there. There's Just something the, about these angel creatures, uh, Shahimfrash or something like that. Yeah, it's even more... I, I mean, coast to coast, the content is even crazier than the conspiracy shows. Just because it, there's just such much more of a variety. The conspiracy, it's always, you know, 9-11 or chemtrails. But with the coast to coast, it, it can be anything. Paranormal. Yeah, any, paranormal yeah, Anything weird. So the Art Bell was, comments killing us all in the next week. He was getting the uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award from Radio and Records magazine, and uh, of course, you no, know, he's got a chance to speak, and he was talking about his show and various different aspects of it, and you could definitely tell that just from the things he was saying about his listeners, he was making fun of uh, his callers and kind of poking fun at, at his uh, the types of people that would listen to his show, and it. You could very clearly get the impression that Art Bell doesn't believe a word of what goes out over his airwaves. As far as the guests that he has on, he has them on. He asks them questions, as a good interviewer will ask them questions. Well, sure. But he's not asking them because he's interested particularly in the subject. He's just interested in getting people to listen through the next commercial break so they can hear his advertisers, and that's the point of the show. It's not that I he... think he's entertained. Oh, I, I, I'm, I entertained. I'm entertained by listening to Coast sure. to Coast. But but my point my point is Art Bell, the creator of this show about crack pottery, doesn't really seem to buy into it. In fact, he seems to be kind of making fun of the people that he caters to. So my question is, what about the uh, the conspiracy show guys? What percentage of the conspiracy show guys are like Art Bell? They're just gaming the conspiracy theorists to try to make some cash because they know that they're easily, sep- you know, just a bunch of rubes, and so you can sell them a tinfoil hat for a thousand dollars and separate them from their money. How many of them are radiation you know, suits? Yeah. Lots of videos. Right. How many of them are are essentially just playing a role in order to just cash in on the conspiracy crowd versus how many of them are actual true believers of the, the material they're presenting? I wouldn't be able to tell you. As long as we've been on GCN, what is it, since uh, 2004 now, I have never heard any programming from GCN. I just never have. I've never listened to it. 
I've heard all of our callers call in about Alex Jones and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I guess I've heard a little bit of uh, his voice on some video. I've heard uh, bits and pieces from time to time. We'll do testing with GCN. We'll, I'll get a new piece of equipment in here, and I'll have to spend some time tweaking it and testing it. And so normally when I call GCN for the tests, I get their feed from whatever happens to be on the air. So I've heard a segment of you know Jack Blood, and I've heard a segment of uh, you know the crazy overnight guy that they have. Uh, and it's just all the same crap. I mean, they've got these... They've got these. How long can you talk about? I don't 9/11? know. I don't know. I, I tell you, there's there's almost not a time when they aren't talking about it. It's it's constant. It's some they <laughs> they talk about, and it's so interesting too because there really is this world out there, this whole conspiracy universe where they have uh, like like people that are important within the conspiracy circles. Obviously, you've got the radio show hosts, but but also uh, just names. They'll they'll say, and now we've got Jim Stewart on here on uh, coast or uh, you know the. Jack Blood show. Uh, we've got so and so, and he's the uh, for, foremost expert in building demolitions and blah blah blah. Right, and, and they and take these same um, experts and they pass them around from show to show to right. show. Right. So uh, now, I mean, somebody could say the same thing of the Liberty Movement. Well, you know, who's Mary Ruart and who's all this? So, so mm. that makes sense. Uh, but it's it's just kind of interesting when you do hear it because it's just the the same old crap talking about 9/11 and the buildings and the temperature that steel burns in. But how many of them really are true believers, and how many of them are just playing the audience? Well, what's your opinion on Alex, Ian? I, I I've never know. met him. Have you? I've ever never met him. I've only him? traded a couple emails with the guy. I get the impression he's very talented. I I I mean, I get the impression that he, from the video I've seen of him, that he's on board. Oh, That's I believe my, that too. I, I believe he's on board, but you never know. Somebody could just be a really good actor. It's hard to say, uh, you know, without actually having any personal knowledge of the guy. I've seen video footage of him hanging out with Joe Rogan. He's kind of one of these uh, more mainstream comedians. Joe Rogan from, uh, was it Fear Factor? Yeah. The host of that show? He hangs out with Alex Jones? I, yeah. I, I heard him. I heard a guy on Glenn Beck talking about uh, having, uh, you know, done the infiltration into the uh, Bohemian Grove with Alex Jones. Really? And uh, this guy... Apparently, somebody entirely different, you know, not part of the conspiracy crowd mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but he had written a book. Uh, the, the author's name—I uh, can't remember the author's name—but he had written a book called "Men Who Stare at Goats." So there, you can now find out who, what his name is, and it's about uh, the British program um, of conspiracy. Uh, that that conspiracy stuff. I think it was just called "Them," which might be easier to find <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the goat story. But yeah, he seemed to think. I I actually heard that interview, and he seemed to think that. Alex was was very concerned about being killed when they went into the Bohemian Grove. And, really? Yes, and he was the one who walked in the front gate. I guess he rather a- than Alex. Alex, I guess, crawled through the brush, and this is what he <laughs> said on Glenn Beck. So I'm just repeating what I heard. I don't know what, what was actually Glenn happened. Glenn Beck talking about the Bohemian Glenn, Grove. Glenn for? Beck is just about a conspiracy show, dude. Oh, it's really? This. Close. <laughs> I mean, Glenn Beck has, has almost gone over the edge. Um, it's, it's really, it's really <laughs> yeah. interesting. He, He's, he, it, he really does believe most of these uh, things. He's, seriously? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he believes there's this. Well, and, and in part, he's right because he doesn't go over the edge into these, you know, that spiraling hole of deeper and deeper conspiracy. Mm-hmm. He just believes that there are socialist people in government. And granted, he's not really a libertarian, but he believes there are socialist people in government who have a globalist socialist agenda and they they're leveraging global warming for that and i agree with them there mm-hmm. a global carbon tax and oh, right the, that, the problem with his conspiracy theorist glenn bex is i almost agree, i guess i agree with them all 
I do. Yeah, yeah. he also thinks that there are some, uh, some people in government who want to move towards the North American Union as quietly yeah. as they can. I believe that, too. Yeah, I, I would I, say that they would, would very much like to, to make a North American Union. I don't know how far they are along on that. Um, but, you know, he's... It, it just, I, I, it's beating to smack of conspiracy theory. You know, and I'm just listening to his show, and I'm thinking, when's he going to go over the edge? Oh, I want Glenn to go over the edge. I want him to. I want him <laughs> but, to. But he's, he, he still is, thinks, of course, the military can solve all our problems. Right, and he is very, very anti 9/11 truther. I mean, he does not. That's one conspiracy theory where he he talks about the 9/11 people like they're the worst people in America. Mm. So I, I guess he's got. He's got different things he believes in and things he doesn't. You want to chime in on this discussion. The amp lines are open. Uh, we will go to your calls unscreened. We can still take them. I still have that other amp line open, even though I've removed the number. People have continued to call it. I'm going to try to organize maybe getting a second VoIP amp line here to make things a little easier. So both of them are open and available for you. I don't know. I mean, we're just kind of doing this yeah. little extra fun. Well, the purpose of doing it, I wanted to uh, get an opportunity to talk to uh, podcast listeners out there because uh, there's... Yeah, they are so numerous. What about four thousand people a it day? It can listen? peak to four thousand. It's probably around three thousand. Three to four thousand people listen to the podcast on a daily basis. And um, how many amplifiers do we have? But just over four hundred. So about ten percent. And uh, the last time that we uh, did one of these shows, it was effective in reminding some people who were probably sitting there thinking, um, you know, on the fence of of doing amplifying. You know, they intended to do it, and they just there are people that are that way, yeah. And they think about doing it, and then they don't get around to it, and then they, you know, eventually they hear the reminders, and they feel kind of guilty, right? And they go, you know, to, to the podcast listeners, I'd like to say, look. You people are our ace in the hole when it comes to advertisers. Oh, yeah. I know that the podcast listeners, unlike a radio listener, our podcast listeners listen to the show from start to finish. Yep. The vast majority of them agree with us on the vast majority of issues, as opposed to radio listeners, which many of them disagree with us on all kinds of things. Um, so, you know, these you guys are really on our team. And I understand that, you know, you, you want to support us by, uh, you know, going to the advertisers and that kind of thing. But the, the single best way is AMP. Although neither one of us, nobody here gets a paycheck off of uh, the AMP program, it's really, it, it, it pays to the future because the AMP program really, 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 really gets us on to more radio stations. Oh, there's no doubt about it. We'll we, make a fortune one day. We we but we uh, right now you know we're not there's not that much money coming in from ads or anything like that so we can't yeah. afford to uh, shuttle money into advertising and that kind of thing the more ads we can get um, the more successful the show will be the more quickly it will be successful and really it's it's really the amazing will get out there the, the way if you look at the kind of the business model behind the show amp is the most critical factor. It, it really is, and uh, credit, of course, and goes it's so to, easy for people because it's three bucks a month. Yeah, credit goes to just simply do not miss that. To uh, Johnson for uh, for coming up with the idea. Actually, he borrowed the idea from another podcast, the uh, This Week in Tech, which is an immensely more popular podcast than ours. It's one of those geeky kind of techy uh, well, podcasts. Uh, you know, appeals to people that that want to know tech stuff. But just you know, just wanted to give credit where credit was due. But really, uh, w- without the AMP program. Yeah, we got money coming in from Amazon, and that's that's pretty good and everything. Yeah, uh, you get to keep the money from Amazon. You could invest it elsewhere, but that's pay. I tend money. to I tend to reinvest into. I mean, pretty much, you know, you me, don't Mark. spend much money, right? The money that I spend usually is spent on this show. 
Sure. So, but you could save the money from the Amazon without any kind of uh, like you have a spe- separate account. There's no obligation for, for AMP uh, yeah. money than you do from Amazon money. Amazon this money is, is yours to spend or save as you wish. And in some cases, um, we have in the past. Uh, you have in the past put um, personal money towards advertising the show. I don't think I ever have. So the uh, the AMP thing really has made it possible to have a presence in the world of r- the radio broadcasters. Uh, we would not be able to afford the talkers' ads that we do, the, the half-page advertisements uh, in Talkers Magazine. We would not be able to afford to go to the conventions. And these things, they really make a difference. There are people calling these other talk shows that are out there. They have full staffs. Yeah. They've got full budgets. And they've got they people. A room full of what do they call them? Uh, affiliates, affiliate relations, affiliates people? relations people who do nothing but call the. How many do you think there are? Maybe tops two thousand talk radio stations in America. Yeah, maybe maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred at most. Okay, um, a thousand. Like, to 15. probably only a thousand are contactable. A lot of them are just you know some podunk station somewhere that doesn't even have a phone line. And so if I they s- do have a phone line, it just goes directly to an answering machine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's what we're competing with. I mean, we're competing with uh, incredibly big budgets, uh, huge corporations, companies that can put all kinds of money and effort behind promoting their show. Uh, and we uh, have just an a, advantage there, by the way, that the show host making the call, which is what you do, yes, generally, the show host making the call. That's is, pretty unusual. It's un, it's powerful and unusual in the same way that the show host making the calls for advertising is powerful and unusual. People are like, oh, really? You host a radio show? How interesting. I guess I will talk to you a little bit. But that would be good. That'd be good on its own, Mark. But without the advertising that the AMP program provides, no we credibility. Wouldn't, we wouldn't stand out. No, there would be, be no as, credibility. Right. The fact that these people get Talkers Magazine, and Talkers is so good about getting itself to talk stations, mm-hmm. um, the fact that they get Talkers Magazine, it's really the only magazine for talk radio, and that our ad is in there every other month. Is that it's, right? It's, it was only, it's only every other month right now simply because we needed to uh, build up a, uh, a little bit of a chunk of change for savings for some future projects mm-hmm. that, uh, that we're going to be launching that we kind of have to be hush-hush about right now. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about it. Really, I would. But you can't, I can't do it. That's, that's what the, uh, the breakpoints are on the AMP program. Yeah, we may end up reducing the breakpoints on the AMP program depending on uh, some big money that might be coming in, but that's all way – we shouldn't even be talking about that. Anyway, my point here is that uh, th- that money, just a few grand coming in from the AMP program, it makes us visible in the world of talk radio, and visibility is credibility as time goes on. Sure. Initially – it, Anybody can go out and get one ad yeah. or um, three months or a year's worth of ads in Talkers Magazine. Anybody can do that. But the the ads show the people that read the magazine on at least a semi-regular basis, up, oh, they're still there. Up, oh, they're still there. Yep. They're still there. They're still there. And it, it essentially wears down their defenses. Most of them are lazy. They don't want to... Uh, you know, I'm not going to switch to some show that's going to be gone in uh, in six months. Sure. I, I don't need that crap in my life. It, you know what? It, you know how much time it takes to to program a star guide. Right now we're in the middle of our fourth year of uh, syndication, and as these big shows drop out and yeah. drop off, because that's one of the things that that happens in the industry is these big names will get in, right? Like Lou Dobbs now is his own talk show, yeah. and Dennis Miller. Lou Dobbs uh, is going to be likely out in two years. Dennis Miller's, I. I he apparently is re-upped. He's apparently re-upped, surprisingly enough. Uh, but most of these guys are flash in the pan, and they, you know, they come on board, and there's a big hubbub made about them, and the company that, that is behind them spends a whole bunch of money trying to promote them, uh, and then something happens. They'll throw in the towel for whatever reason, or they don't get the ratings that they're expected to get, mm-hmm. and uh, they pull the plug. 
luckily for us, we're not in that situation. We, no one's going to pull the plug on us. We're they can't. The, we're the top. Uh, the reason they can't pull the plug on us is because the amplifiers are there holding us up. Now, yes, yeah, that's you know, true. Granted, we we both have to make money, but I can make money selling ads for Free Talk Live at five dollars a piece. I can make we a have living virtually wage. Virtually no overhead. Yeah, there is no overhead. So if we have um, ampl- the amplifier program out there pushing and pushing and pushing to uh, you know grow, help us grow the show, all we have to do is tread enough water to keep our heads afloat. Yep. Believe me. People, this is not easy. There are not tens of thousands of dollars being made per month by us over here. Damn shame, but there's not. I still, uh, you know, and my wife reminded me yesterday, this is what life's like for me. My wife reminded me yesterday that I'm not making the money that I was making in Sarasota when I left my advertising job there. We've been here. We've been here for a year and a half, and I've been full-time for Free Talk Live since September 06. Know that we are not making a fortune here. Now you won't hear us complain. You won't hear me complaining about it. I love doing this work, and I'm not going to leave. However, the opportunity to uh, support us for the average individual, the average individual may not need uh, to to grow their hair with Avacor. The average individual may not be, um, the, you know, have need of collection services from SACL CAI. Or to go to the gun shoot or whatever. They may not need a a, a latex bed from Savvy Rest. They can, however. You know, go to the amp, amp.freetalklive.com, fill out the form and donate three freaking dollars a month, which is, you know, it's nothing. Cup people, of coffee. Yeah, people toss that away. So, you know, getting the, the intestinal fortitude, the, 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 just taking the time to go to amp.freetalklive.com and filling out the form, you'll never, ever miss that three dollars. However, nope. if a hundred people do it tonight, it will be immensely powerful for Free Talk Live. Uh, if 100 people do it, I'll have to spend all weekend processing those. But, hey, that's, I guess, what i got to do, right? Right. We're trying to automate the system, by the way. I've got uh, a, a programmer I've hired, and he's moved up to New Hampshire, and he's been in the process of moving, I think. And uh, so hopefully he'll be getting back on board with working on the amp automation system. And so until then, some of our amplifiers, they... You know, they'll send me an email, and they'll wonder why it's days before I, I get around to it. It's because I have to really just spend time processing through the amplifiers. Because some people, you know, they quit. They have something happen in their lives. Uh, they're, uh, you know, they, they have some sort of financial disaster, and they really need every single dollar. So they cancel their AMP uh, pledge. And so, you know, there's, you know, usually there's a handful of cancellations every every week, and there's a handful of signups. Hopefully, there's more signups than there are cancellations. Though for several months last year, there was no growth whatsoever uh, in the AMP program, and now it's finally growing. There uh, was one time not too too long ago that uh, there was actually some negative growth. Uh, some big donators uh, sort of dropped off for whatever reason. What happens? You know, people's and, lives change, and, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like we say, uh, you know, Mark, it, I don't want to guilt trip anybody here. There's no obligation for you to support the show. But I can tell you, if all of our listeners on the podcast threw in three bucks a month, we'd almost be to the goal. We have a ten thousand dollar a month goal. We have, uh, yeah, well, uh, three thousand times to four. three a month. Um, so we absolutely would be to the goal. And actually, PayPal snags about thirty cents out of that. So really, it's only like two dollars and sixty one cents is what we end up with after uh, all is said and done. But but uh, you know, people mix it up. So some would do five, some would do three. I mean, if mm-hmm. everybody did a five or three dollar thing, we'd be at we'd be at the the ten thousand dollar goal, and then we could start talking about all the exciting things we have planned. But we can't talk about that. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I I don't know. I guess I don't have a problem guilting them a little bit. Ian, 
I gave up my very lucrative advertising job in Sarasota, Florida, in order to do this show full-time yeah, to make the, it happen. Yeah, but you have the potential to make money. on The, the amplifiers aren't going to make money. This is not an investment for them. They have the potential to see uh, you know, a free uh, New Hampshire and a free country based on this show. Are you telling me that Rush Limbaugh didn't have an effect on elections in America? Are you telling me Rush Limbaugh hasn't uh, directed policy in America? This show has the ability to do that. And the best way for that to happen is for us to reach more and more people. Because the, the it's message, always amazing when the message hear, of liberty is infecting. It's, it's all, yeah, that much is true. And so uh, I don't think there's ever been a, as successful outreach uh, method for this particular viewpoint, the, the, the pro-liberty viewpoint in the history of the movement. I don't think no, it, it has really. existed. Uh, I mean, the Harry Brown presidential campaign, I think, probably brought a lot in. I think both of his campaigns brought a lot of oh, people please. in. But uh, Nothing like this. I mean, you it know, doesn't Harry have Brown's the potential. The, a, a one-time political campaign, no matter who, you know, whether it's Ron Paul or Harry Brown, it doesn't last. You know, it doesn't go on. That's what all the Ron Paul people are saying. What do we do now? What do we do now? Well, they don't know what to do because there was never any real explicit instruction or any mm. plan to, uh, to I follow. I would like to encourage them to join the Free State Project and yeah. AMP Free Talk Live. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we can do a whole lot more with $20 million than uh, the Ron Paul campaign could do, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so, so Free Talk Live is out there. We're on 30 stations right now, and some people might wonder, well, you said 33 before. Well, stations come and go, too, they like amplifiers come and go. Come and and go. It's, it, it's, it's another reason that we need uh, you know, that much more advertising out there. How much more effective, I can't answer this, how much more effective would it be that every single issue of Talkers Magazine, we're in there. Full-page ads in Talkers, how about that? We're only doing half-page right now. I don't know whether I think uh, full-pages are that much more effective than half-pages. Um, they certainly give, they, they lend a certain more credibility, which is yeah. a good thing. Um, if we were going to go for full-pages, we would definitely need to get some new photography done and you know, new, really professional-looking stuff. But be that as it may, it, uh, you know, I, I, think that it, I think that it would go a long way. People would say, oh, my God, they're, they're, they're there every time. And... Most readers of talkers don't take it seriously. Imagine how you read a magazine, mm-hmm. a magazine that you get on a monthly basis that you didn't pay for. You know, you don't take it terribly seriously. You, now, of course, it's about your industry, so you're liable to look through it. You're liable to um, not look through it. So some people, they miss it every month. They they don't pay attention to the ad. They just see it now and then. So therefore, being in six issues rather than being in 12 issues, actually it's five rather than 10, I believe, um, being in five issues rather than ten issues means that we miss We're the people. We're actually in six. Okay, We're the people... in six, and there are four that we aren't in, I think. Okay. The people that don't take it as seriously as they could... Well, we're not hitting them as hard, and I really would like to step up to full-page ads with uh, new um, photography. I think that would be immensely helpful for Free Talk Live because it would say to the people out there that have just been kind of watching the ads, you know, on the fence, could really care less, that kind of thing. Those people, bam, we've stepped up to a new level. We have, you know, more going for us now. Look, we're uh, th- th- we've got better ads, uh, bigger. They're, you know, more beautiful. And I think that that would really go. I think that would go a long way in uh, convincing some station owners. We'd still need work from affiliate relations, but you know, maybe our amplifiers uh, could call in. I, the, one of them said in the chat room earlier. I'm sort of uh, eyeballing it occasionally, and uh, someone said he's been very happy with his amplification. And, uh, you know, call in on the amp lines and let us know uh, if you are pleased with uh, the results coming from all of this. I wish we had more stations coming on board faster, uh, but, you know, we just sort of have to be here when they're ready for us. 
a lot of people are frustrated when they call a, a talk station. And by the way, that's another important factor. Amp, AMP is, in, is the number one factor why we're where we are. Number two, I think, or at least somewhere out there at the top, is people calling their local stations. I think that's really important. I think that uh, calling and, and talking to your local program director and telling him or her what it is that uh, you want to hear, and that's Free Talk Live, is very effective. Because then you've got amplifier, you've got the uh, the amp ads, the talkers ads hitting them on one front. Mm-hmm. You've got me calling them, which I can't call them all, and I can only call a fraction of them at a time, so I'm only good for so much. But me occasionally calling them. What's actually better is I've got an email list of over 400 uh, program directors. I don't know, maybe it's at 500 now. I don't know, a lot of program directors that I can send emails to. And so we're, we're keeping front burner as much as possible with these people from our advertising and our emails mm-hmm. that are going to them. And then to hear from you guys as well is that one extra thing that really is going to make them pick up and say, wow, this is more than just a guy with a radio show. He's got listeners out here. You know, that's, I, I think I, it's pretty important. I, I'm not really even intending to do this little, uh, this, this little bit here for the purpose of convention program because – I think the vast majority of our podcast listeners out there, um, you know, have been getting the show for free, which is fine, um, mm-hmm. for months and months and months, and have been meaning to join the Amplifier program. And and really, all they need is a little push, a little boost. You know, hey, remember what you should be doing. That's why I guess you know you said you don't want to guilt anybody. That's why I'm kind of going coming from the guilt angle because those people need that little extra boost. The people out there that are saying. Uh, you know, I, I'd I'd amplify Free Talk Live if I could think of a good reason to. Uh, I, I'm not talking to them. Mm, that's a good point. There, there's nothing. I, there's nothing I can say to them if they don't see the value in Free Talk Live and the value that we're putting out there towards liberty, and that we are the most effective thing being done for liberty in the world right now. I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm full of myself. But is there anything else that's more effective than this show? Ron Paul campaign. Pretty you don't effective, have to. You don't have to. I mean, Ron Paul campaign's damn effective. Ron, and, Ron but, Paul's campaign was effective in turning people on, but it was a you know one-time shot. Now, yep. what's going to happen for the next four years? Right. I I, I think that there. There are people out there that are still they're going to pay attention to what Ron Paul says, but you know he's going to he's going to keep on hammering them on the hammering them on the Federal Reserve issue, but he's not going to uh, you know there's not going to be much else. I I I think Ron Paul's an extraordinarily effective thing. So you know I'll step down below the Ron Paul campaign. Um, that reached so 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 many people. But as far as ongoing. I really yeah. think that Free Talk Live is bringing it to the masses, bringing right. it to the people, putting liberty in, in, in a format that the average person can understand. Instead of all of these academic articles that get written and written and written, where people try to go over and over the same old issues, are, do we have inalienable rights, our rights, our natural rights in existence, or whatever it is that they're writing their academic art- article on that no one's reading except other libertarians. I just don't think that stuff's going as beautiful as they are. There's there's many of them. They're spread out. I don't think they're. I just I I don't personally think they're that effective because they require more work. Yep. Uh, and in regards to what you're saying about the ongoing education, that's what's so important. Ron Paul's campaign was good because it you know it gave people that introduction, but they have to keep finding more stuff to feed themselves. And we all know that it's a process learning about liberty. I know that there are some people out there in the world of the anarcho-capitalist voluntarists that just wish they could short-circuit that process and make it so it, it'll, you know, it could happen overnight or in a week's time. I, I think that 
listening to a show like Free Talk Live or any of the other libertarian uh, shows out there, getting that consistent dose of a pro-liberty viewpoint over and over again, the pro-liberty propaganda, if you will, is the most effective way to short-circuit that process. Because then you're not just sort of left to your own devices to stumble across the right book, meet the right people, find another book that, you know, is the right thing to – you know, it's this long, arduous process that for many of us has taken years uh, to come around to, to come around to the understanding of liberty. I think people could probably come around to it after a few weeks of listening to Free Talk Live. We certainly get emails from people that have said, wow, you know, I've been listening for a few weeks and my life has changed yeah. as a result of that. So you know what that uh, speaking of the guilt angle that that really brings up something for me is you know the the anarchist capitalists that uh, the call in to to chasten me on my less than perfect views you know those people mm-hmm. yeah they can stick it in their butts if they're not amplifying <laughs> you know I mean the the only thing that the, this anarcho capitalist can do is call in and bother the crap out of me about my less than pristine uh, liberty views hey, and they won't put three dollars in the pot if it makes them feel any better you don't get to spend the money. I don't touch it. <laughs> I, and, uh, you know, I would be uh, so skeptical sitting on the outside. This is, uh, you know, I just I just wouldn't believe that it wouldn't get touched. But it really, really doesn't, people. I'm, I, I, I've never gotten anything, you know, may, maybe a meal out of AMP um, when, when we're on, you know, out at one of the conventions or something. But, yes, yeah, AMP only goes for advertising, marketing, and promoting Free Talk Live. And I never touch it, so me pushing that we're going to do this extra little half an hour or whatever of the show. You the, only uh, benefit the tangentially. Bag-a-thon. Yeah. You only benefit but as the show grows and barely. as you get to sell more ads. And it's a, that's a slow process. Right. Barely. I like mean, you, you don't know. get any more money necessarily for 33 stations than you do for 30 stations. You I don't really, really don't. If, if I had 36 stations tomorrow, um, you know, suddenly I got three stations on. I've I've put together a system like you have of uh, emailing uh, program directors. I have a system for emailing advertisers, and I got a hundred advertisers on my little list. That's today I got my hundredth. Um, and so I every time we get a new station, I send out an update and let people know. So that kind of keeps it um, bubbling on the top of their their uh, you know cauldron there. But you know I don't think that it would make any difference in ad rates or much of a difference in ad rates if I had 36 stations tomorrow rather than 33 or or whatever. Just you know, just wouldn't make that big of a de- difference to me. Well, we're coming up on a half an hour long uh, infomercial here. Now, <laughs> Poor know. Nick's just sitting here like, oh I, yeah. I do yeah, have an email idea. I wanted to read if you wanted to uh, get into that. I'm just looking at Nick. Get into the email if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing something else. I understand why and, you would be. AMP is a good program, and I do, I actually, I don't get paid to be on here, but I do AMP. You so. AMP? I, it's I so amped. strange to me the people that I didn't even know he amped. I just Julia figured, amps. I just figured he amped because he was here every week. Well, That's I mean, I amp. can pull my money if you want, but <laughs> but Julia amps too. She does. So many of our co-hosts well, amp, and it seems so odd to me that you would come on the show and uh, be an amplifier. Well, I but, care about the show though, and and plus it's you really don't notice it. It's three bucks a month. You really don't notice two it. Two cups and of coffee. You were probably amplifying before you uh, started being on the show. Yep. So therefore you just never took it off because it's 3 bucks a month. I don't know why I pull my amp. I mean, it gives me something to do on Tuesday nights. Why would I why would I pull my amp from a show I'm on? I don't know. Yeah. It makes sense to me to do it. I could see how it seems a little weird, but no, I amp. Julia uh, Julia does the same thing and and she says she'd never stop. I <laughs> Yeah, I tried to convince her to stop actually when we first got together. I said, "You you buy my food for me. You don't need to send money to the show. Mm. And she insists. So, okay. 
app. She says it doesn't go to you, so it, that's one of the things that makes her feel better about and it. And she knows too, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I She'll guess she'll be I, here soon, by the way. Yeah, yeah, she's getting off. So, do you want to hear this? Uh, I was in prison too. Email. We gotta, wanna, let's. We I think have we should do the content. conspiracy one, man. Let's do the we conspiracy. Did the, there was a lot one. of conspiracy. Oh, did? We did that. The, um, we did that at uh, seven twenty this evening. Oh, that's right. Okay, I. For some reason, I thought you had a different conspiracy one. That was the one where she was telling us to not put the conspiracy calls on the air. Right. I thought you had one that was critiquing well, the conspiracy people. I, I thought that would my mm. mistake. Okay. Bad note-taking on my part. All right. All right. Go with your email then. All right. And I think this is really well written. Um, it's uh, from a gentleman named Freeman. I, like Mark, have spent time in prison. Four years. I'll tell my story anonymously. I've listened for some time to Free Talk Live and consider you people. <laughs> I always love that kind of uh, terminology. You people. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> to be more reasonable than most. You're not like the rest of those folks. First off, I was convicted of a sex crime. Now, generally, when I hear this sex crime, I immediately shut off. My conditioning in prison is people with sex crimes lie. But I really do, I, I'm reading this, I wouldn't be reading it if I just thought it was some guy telling lies, you know? Uh, but I'll tell you... Not that it's hard to tell lies in an email, but why take the time to write out a big email full of lies? Yeah, why, why, why get out of prison for a sex crime and then tell your story and all that other stuff? I mean, you know, just so that somebody else can get away with a sex crime some, somewhere down the line? Doesn't make any sense. But I'll tell you that I did not commit the crime. The conviction, the conviction was for first-degree attempted kidnapping of a 12-year-old girl. When the crime occurred, not only was I not in the area of the crime, I was in my home, miles away, in a, um, across the state line with three other people, my ex-wife, my 14-year-old son, and a friend of my ex's. This goes to show that juries will convict no matter how strong your alibi is. Wow. You know, and even if his story is um, not true... Some this happened to somewhere to somebody at some time. Sure. Just from you know the 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 way the universe is, there just it, it, you know there's too many anomalies, too many statistical. Uh, it, it just has to have happened, you know. Well, and sex crimes are often prosecuted with an even lower burden of proof than many other crimes. So well, it's it's this as Rush Limbaugh says, the seriousness of the crime, uh, the serious of the, the the charge, not the seriousness, of, not whether or not you're guilty of it. Right. That's what matters. You can't let somebody go on something that's serious. Even if right. it's not them. Okay. The, the crime was one of a string of sex crimes in the same small st city, and one of the other victims viewed me at a lineup and even testified at my trial that I was not the attacker who raped her in the school compound only a short distance from the spot where the attempted kidnapping I was convicted of happened. Now, I guess you can go ch um, you know, check this. I don't, even, I don't even... I guess you can't because I don't know what the guy's name is and I don't know what state it's in. Um, the M.O. and a physical description of both attackers was so similar, one can only conclude that the same man committed both crimes. And there really aren't too many rapists in your community. That's the other indication. There's not too many people that would use violence in order to rape um, kids in your community. So that is more indication that this was an, with the same guy doing it. I should provide some background so that the story can uh, make some sense. The crime occurred in October of 1985. The other woman who was raped at the school yard was raped about two weeks prior to this crime. I was stopped in the area uh, a week or so after the crime was committed, and the police thought I looked similar to the description of the attacker and was wearing similar clothes. <laughs> similar clothes a week later, dark hooded sweatshirt and jeans. The physical description of the attacker was so generic that it could have been almost any young white male of average build. It did differ him. 
What's that? So yeah. they picked him. It did differ significantly from me in that I did not have a muscular build, and I was about 10 years older than the perp. Hmm. There were many discrepancies in the testimony of the victim. and you know, this Details, happens, details. This happens so many times is that people actually don't know what they saw when it came to a crime. Hmm. It just happens so often. Um, let's see. Uh, discrepancy in the testimony of the victim that she changed her story about the attack occurred, um, how the attack occurred, and what the man did when those facts did not match to my circumstances. So heard his story, changed the story. For instance, she said that she had uh, bitten the man's hand very hard, but when the testimony of the police and the lack of any form of bite marks or injury on my hand was obvious, then she said that perhaps the attacker had something wrapped around his hand to prevent the injury. So <laughs> wouldn't you know whether you're biting flesh or not? She also did not identify me as her attacker in the lineup and indeed stated that one um, of the other six men looked most like her attacker, attacker, but at trial she was now 100% sure that I was her guy. Wow. This happens. People just want somebody punished. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, don't you that's want that? Fill the hole inside don't them. you want that? If somebody commits a terrible, heinous crime in your life, you don't know exactly who it is. Yeah, I do think that people will grasp for somebody facing their actions very much. The police also did their share of dancing around the truth when they uh, could not say that my car was in the area, but one of them um, did say that she saw that he saw a car of the same color as mine was seen. How many colors of cars are there? There's not even that many, but he could not identify any significant features such as a license plate number, type of wheels, um, whether it had a vinyl top, etc. You know, I have no trouble identifying shapes of cars. I can tell you, bing, 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 the model of a car. Every time they go by, I can tell you what it is. Maybe you're kind of a car guy. I don't know. No, I can pretty but much tell you. But he's a cop. You. Yeah, I could pretty much tell you basically it's what model it was. His job to watch cars. He should know this information. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's so crappy. And the other thing that really makes me believe it is... Um, not that many, because of our very uh, uh, well-developed uh, system of pleading out, most people that are guilty are pleading out, and not very many guilty people take, take it to trial. So, you know, that's another problem with our jury system currently. Well, and I'm sure there are innocent people who plead out, too, if it looks like they're going to get railroaded like this guy. They do, but I, I, I don't know. My experience is that uh, guilty people plead quick. They know they did well, it, and they want to, right. you know, not face And psychologically, too, plea to say, I'm guilty of something that you're not, it, yeah. a lot of people won't do it, which is a good thing. Yeah. The fact that uh, three, uh, three people all testified that I was home during the time of the crime did nothing to sway the jury. And I just don't trust juries in criminal cases because, I mean, you're talking about somebody's freedom here, and I've seen too many instances where they just, you know, they, they just don't care. It doesn't... doesn't matter to them that they're making a wrong decision. Well, there's also that human impulse you were talking about where they want to see somebody get punished. They hear all about this horrible thing mm -hmm. that happened to the victim, and they're told, you know, by police and by the victim, once you get to that point, if the victim's saying, yes, that's the person who raped me, the jury, you know, the jury takes that on face value. Right. They weren't there for the whole case, so they have a tendency to believe the victim and convict even if there's not enough evidence to do and it. And this 12 pe and these 12 people, the, the these 12 people are responsible in death penalty cases. That's, you know, th these are the people that decide whether um, or not somebody's found guilty and then the judge gives them the sentence. Some in some states they recommend for or against the death penalty. But you know, people are fallible. It's one thing when a guy spends 4 years um you know and has a sex charge on his uh, record 
It's something entirely different when you kill a person. Two people, the girl and her father, both said I was the guy. But of these people, um, but these people only saw the perp for a matter of seconds. It was enough for a conviction. The judge even gave me an enhanced sentence due to the fact that I continued my assistance that I was innocent, so he in- concluded that I was not, therefore, remorseful. Four years of hell ended over uh, 15 years ago, and I'm now doing very well and having found the most wonderful wife and work. My life, however, has been shaped by the experience of being dragged from my home under protest and locked up for four years, losing everything in the process. I started over, and now I'm happier than I've ever been and grateful to God for each day. And this is something that you do really get, um, you know, having been out of prison, you do get gratitude for freedom, Mm. um, the freedoms that you get. I continue to investigate the crime I was convicted of. I don't imagine that's going to result in much. Uh, and try to find the actual perp who needs to be locked up. He probably already is. You know, he's probably gotten caught. He's moved on or something like that. Indeed, I do have a suspect and may someday have what I need in order to reopen this case and get my name cleared. As in everything the government does, their justice is lacking, to say the least. Sincerely, a free man. There you go. All right, I think we're about done for tonight. Yeah, Julia's I just really like that email and didn't want to, you know, let it slip by. And and we just, I just don't have time to slip in too many emails anymore. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, it's tough. We enjoy your emails. It's just hard to get them on the air. I wish we could, wish we could do more of it. But well, I'd like to do. I like to do these uh, little extra podcast uh, bits. How did we people. release this last time? Was it tacked on to the end of the show? I think we, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we put it out uh, uh, individually. I don't think so. You don't think so? Maybe our uh, amplifiers know the answer. Well, when we did this last time, how did I do it? Because if I put it on the end of the show, then that would make the most sense. That in does that, seem to make the most sense. In that people will continue listening through and they'll, oh, it's a bonus segment. And, uh, you know, they'll listen through it. If I release it separately, then I have to do a little extra work, actually, in order to do it. Right, that and you'd way. have so to label it as considering uh, I'm lazy. It's begging un- for amp money. Right, um, it probably isn't the most attractive label. Yeah, either. that's a good point. Yeah, who's going to want to listen to an infomercial? <laughs> so hey, I put some content in there. We've, we've got quite, I've got more. We've got more content in this segment than we do infomercial for the amp program. I don't agree. We spent a several several minutes talking about the amp thing. What it's that's uh, the bulk of this. That 1040, was the bulk of this. Ten forty-one. I think we talked until ten twenty about Nick. Do you disagree? You have a, 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 a incredulous you, you, look on your face. You, you talked for a while about it. Yeah, it was like a twenty. It minute was like a, promo. Yeah, it was kind of like an NPR pledge drive. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what but hey, that was the intent. I mean, it is. Yeah. Well, the good news here is we will shut up and go away. Unlike if you the, like uh, what we provide to you, go to the phone right <laughs> now and pick it up and dial. You know what we haven't done is we haven't actually given the uh, location people need to go to to give uh, to the AMP program. Yeah, I, I think I've said amp.freetalklive.com multiple times. I haven't said it, so it didn't register. Yeah. Amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board. It makes a huge difference for this show. It is the number one factor as to why we are on 30 stations as opposed to three. And it's the right thing to do. It'll make you feel warm in your your little heart. Yeah, absolutely true. You get perks. The guys in the chat room have been sitting here chatting away this entire time. Yeah, you can you can hang out with the cool guys in the uh, Free Talk Live uh, chat room. Some of them say they don't. Occasionally, there's some cool chicks in the Free Talk Live chat room too. Let me yeah, see. I think I, none right now. Well, it's uh, it's a little late now there. Yeah. But yeah, some of our get uh, very attractive young Shriners mm-hmm. uh, will, will. They be know they can get a lot of attention, so they go in there. It it must be nice to be a libertarian lady. I mean, really, you've got your pick 
of the entire crop of libertarian guys. Yeah. Most of whom will jump over all kinds of uh, hurdles in order to uh, give you what you yeah, want. Yeah, you can write your ticket as a, um, a hot totally libertarian can. girl. Totally can. You don't even have to be that hot. Like, just libertarian female really yeah. kind of puts you in a uh, unique category. Yeah, that in and of itself is a unique uh, category, simply because it's one out of ten. Oh, there is a girl in there. Ganja Blue is in our chat room right now. Well, there you go. So it's not one of the ones I didn't know uh, necessarily by name. Yeah, how would you know? So, uh, and... Libertarian pot smoking females. That's even better. What uh, What are the rest? Of, let's Let's outline the rest of the uh, uh, the benefits to being an amplifier, and then we'll uh, let everybody go. Other benefits. Uh, chat room forum amp only shrine. What the amp only shrine is pretty uh sexy, by the way. Yeah, it's real. It's racy. Not something to be missed. Uh, miss, missed. It's the amp only section of the BBS too. Yeah, they, that's right. They've got their own little uh, section of the. Well, that's the amp only forum. Okay. That's and that's where some of the other perks are. Little perks like a picture of you with a, a mohawk from the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's in there. And yeah, there's it's not a whole lot. We don't have a whole lot to uh, to offer. I mean, it's not the it's not the perks that people sign up for. That's what they've been saying in the chat room. Somebody said earlier, you know, they barely even use the perks. They barely even go on them. Yeah, floor. there's the amp only call in line. I think that gets used a lot yeah, that by gets a lot used. of people. And it's, that gets it's used. It's nice, but I don't I I think it's a better quality um, as far as uh, sound quality from calling in. And um, likely you'll get, uh, I don't know, do you get any kind of preferential? You, nope. You go no whatever, preference. Whatever, whatever order you decide, right? It gets, it, it, calls are taken, let's explain the call policies on Free Talk Live. Uh, calls on this show are taken based on relevance to the topic at hand. So, for instance, if we're talking about the conspiracy kooks and someone wants to call in to comment on them, We'll take that call before we'll take someone who's calling about donuts or calling about President Clinton or calling about, you know, whatever it is the other issues might be out there. So, you know, if we're talking about drug legalization. We'll take all the drug legalization calls that are on the board before we take, the, you know, the next call about uh, whatever the other topics might be. So it wouldn't make sense. For us to take a drug legalization call, and then if somebody's on hold that wants to talk about something different, take that call, and then take another drug legalization call if they were all on hold at the same time. So, yeah, you, you if you're relevant, you'll get on sooner. We it, do try to keep things uh, as cohesive as possible, because otherwise you could get two or three uh, subjects going on at the same time where, you know, then you're switching calls and talking about different things, and it just doesn't work quite as well for radio as it, you know, that, that's, that just doesn't work. Does Ian have a thing for donuts, uh, the chat room asks? Not particularly. It's just one of those... It's something I've been eating recently, I guess, so maybe that's why I've been thinking yeah, about donuts. Yeah, I, I, I actually snuck one of your little blueberry donuts you had there in the kitchen. Ooh. Yeah, not that great. What? No, not that great. What kind of donuts do you have in there? Oh, yeah, they're gone blueberry now. Blueberry cake donuts. Price but, chopper. No, oh, okay. I like the Entenmann's. I yeah. did like the Entenmann's. I like the chocolate, just the chocolate frosted ones, though. You like the but, but crumbly the, tops. But the brown paraffin around them? I mean, who yes. wants that? Oh, it's delicious. No. I love it. Warm it up slightly. Oh. The, the into, uh, it's like a coffee cake or something? Like a coffee cake donut? It's, uh, I guess that it might taste a little bit like coffee cake. This but. is why donuts are a good topic, because there's so many different varieties of them. So as far as foodstuffs, it's a good uh, What do you get topic. when you go to uh, um, a place like Dunkin' Donuts? Because I yeah. know you don't go to Dunkin' Donuts. There, no, we don't go to Dunkin' Donuts unless we absolutely have to, because we are boycotting them. As a result of them supporting the government's voluntary citizenship check program. 
So, but uh, they have that those maple glazed donuts that are really good. I bet they have some good food. I mean, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts kind of average, I think, as far as their quality. Oh, goes. their food is terrible. Their donuts are okay, but I, th- I think they're like sandwiches and other stuff like that. Terrible. What was your question, though, Mark? What do I get? Yeah, what what, what to... donuts do you what donut do you get when you go to uh, Dunkin' Donuts? <sighs> I usually don't get a donut. Usually, I get I uh, get one of those. What do I call them? It's not it's not a bear claw. It's it looks like it's been two uh two pieces of dough kind of wrapped uh braided a twister? almost twister. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Just cuz they're fun. They just look fun to me. It's a glazed essentially a glazed donut. And you know how I am, Mark. I'm a cheapskate. So I see that and it's usually the same price as the donut and I see, oh, that looks bigger. A little more I buy that. You know, that, <laughs> that's absolutely true. You used to go to the uh snack machine at uh at at at, at that awful <laughs> Crap hole that, that, that just crap hole that we the uh, rat infested uh, radio station. I, I've got a I've got a rat story from the from the radio station. I'll tell you in a minute. But you would look at the ounces per nickel that you could get in the, from the snack machine. It didn't matter what the food was. That just was a fact that you got a, more food from it. So he would he would rather have a bag of Fritos, which has oh two uh, you know point two ounces more of stuff in it than a bag of potato chips. Normally, bagged stuff doesn't have the most ounces. I would very rarely... See see how expert I am on this? See? If you go to a snack machine, the bagged food is normally some of the lighter food. Oh, yeah. You want, like, that the heavy, like, oh, uh, what is it, the Hostess fruit pies? You get the, some of the most calories per dollar out of those. In this case, the uh, the best item in the machine was the Pop-Tarts. Uh, they were just the, uh, the most dense item and a little more pricey, but dollar per dollar, uh, absolutely the best deal. So bagged uh, snack food items in general, uh, they, they're made to look bigger than they actually are because there's a lot of air, yeah. the product settles, and so usually you'll get like, you know, the bottom quarter or bottom third of the bag actually has product in it, and the rest of it's just air for packaging purposes. Rat story, Mark, before we go. Oh, yeah. Um, I, went, <laughs> I went back into the, uh, the, the, the disgusting snack room at the uh, City Island location there, and up on the folding table where the two microwaves were, and God knows whatever putrefying food was has been left over, because nobody did a very good job of cleaning that stuff up. Hence, we had pests. Not just pests, but, you know, dog-sized rats. Um, one of them was, was sitting up on his hind legs, like, j- chewing on something there, just on the table like it was cool. I walked in, I went, ah! Like, I, I yelled... Now I know what happens when I'm in a, a, a situation where I'm I'm frightened. I yell like that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. And the rat then, you know, uh, thought better of uh, taking me on and, uh, you know, skitt- skittled out of there. But, dear God, it was huge. Yeah, I saw one up on a trash can at one time. It, it, it was were, pr- they caught 40 of them the first time they put traps up in the ceilings. 40 they of caught 40 them. rats. <laughs> That's, oh. There's nothing wrong with that building. Then they put the traps up again. They caught more. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that building that a good, nice, thick coat of fire couldn't have fixed. Oh, it's gone you know? now. It's gone. And they they knocked it down. Oh yeah, years ago. No, they didn't. They moved us out, dude. And they were gonna sell. They were gonna uh-uh. sell it to some sailing uh, group. Nope. It was raised. It should have been. Yeah. They somebody should have taken the that. The transmitter one, shack's still there, but that's it. Th- that one uh, mural wall out of there. That was kind of cool. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, that the whole place just needed to be. I'm being told it's a cruller that uh, the type of donut I was. Describing I don't think earlier. so. I, no, I, that's a cruller. A cruller is. I I, I disagree. A, no, well, I, a, I hear a cruller is round like a donut and oh, then has the little uh, bumpies. You're correct. It. it looks like a four wheel drive you truck. Were, you were eating tire. a bear claw. 
No. Bear claw. That's what that I thought. That is a bear claw. A bear claw is, is absolutely... Th- th- these people are crazy. Don't listen to them. No, um, he was eating a bear claw. I'm pretty no, sure. No, not a bear See, claw. This is why donuts are a good topic. Or no. Bear claws... Julia sells bear claws at Panera. No, she... And, really? Yes. Oh, okay. And the, a bear claw is a... Um, what, uh, and it's an almond croissant is what it is. And it, oh, it's, that's it's some Panera... That's just Panera's no, version. No, it's not. I... They have some very nice baked goods there, but they make them too froofy for me. It's just it's, a bear claw is just a tasty sugar coated, like straight too grated froofy. donut. Have you uh, actually uh, drank the blood of an animal that you've 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 killed with your own uh, uh, <laughs> hands, your own implements? Um, like before it actually uh, before it died. Was, no, no. Did you rip its heart out and like bite it? No, I I can't say that I have. You haven't got any story like that from me from hunting, you know, going out there early in the morning. I, I don't. I why would that? Ugh, no, I'm not going to drink their blood. That's kind of just sanitary. Kill them and watch them die. Well, then you, 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 yeah, you Slip open their the box. Yes, but yeah. I, no, I'm not going to drink it. I see. Yeah, I, a lot of wild animals have things, you know, diseases, Chiggers, parasites, ticks. Yeah, yeah, round worms, things like that. You don't. I I wouldn't drink the blood, but some people do. Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know. Being told the uh, Stickam chat room, uh, apparently the audio on Stickam is sucking tonight. Which I've got the Stickam window focused, and it's been focused for several minutes at this point. So Stickam is really bad on this audio stuff. Yeah, it's disappointing too because they they, they have a uh, what more powerful stream somehow or another. But yeah, the stream sounds great when it works. It's just uh, apparently it doesn't work so well so often. Mm. And I don't want to pull it down because sometimes people listen to it on there. And we're we're obligated to uh, uh, show the. Um, well, we can we can have the video without, well, without the, audio the audio like we used to. I could go back to that, mm. but I don't want to. Yeah. But if it's going to keep sucking, then I guess we'll have to do something. I looked into the just. I looked at some is other there, options. Is there any way to uh, put at the bottom of our video? Um, you know, you can listen to a live stream at. Uh, FreeTalkLive.com. There is now. They actually have that now. Well, you know what? That. They added that to uh, the Stickamp feature. We'll do that. Make a note of that. Uh, also, I'm being told that Justin.tv has gotten better. Better See, than what? Well, I went there recently. It's one of the also the other comp- competing live stream sites. Mm-hmm. And I went because someone recommended I, I take a look at it. And what I'm really looking for out of one of these services is the ability to exclude people from the chat room. Because I like that perk that Stickam allows me to have for the mm-hmm. amplifiers. Like, anybody can look at the, the cam, but only, but only amplifiers the amplifiers can, can get into the chat room. Yep. And no. I think that's a really cool feature, because the chat room, there used to be a chat room way, way back. Yeah. And it just was a bad thing, because anybody could come in People and fuck around. People were scrappy as hell. They'd, they'd fuck around, they'd flood the chat, and do the, you know, this, the bullshit that people do in chat rooms on the internet. And uh, so I just said, eh, no more of this. And I shut down the Free Talk Live. We had our own IRC server, by the way, for those of you that are Internet geeks. Uh, Free Talk Live had an IRC server, and it's all gone now. Uh, and so this is a nice way to really have a chat room that has some level of control in that everyone has paid to be there. So well, I like that. But they paid in, and they care. So the, just, the Justin.tv um, site, the last time I looked, did not have that ability. There was no way. Everybody was able to get into the chat room. So I was like, oh, their service is nice, but I like that feature. So maybe that's what we'll do, Mark. Maybe we'll just do the scroll down at the bottom. Uh, I'll contact Stick AM first, though, and maybe you guys should contact them, too, and say, hey, what's up with 
We Free Talk Live's having trouble because I went and I built a new computer. Having heard the complaints mm-hmm. here, I mean, I, I was going to anyway, so I got one of the dual-core processors to where you can do more stuff and it won't load your computer down as much. And I figured maybe I figured maybe it was skipping because I was surfing and doing stuff for the show and trying to, to, uh, to stream the camera at the same time, but it's sitting here focused on it. Still and, skipping. Uh, apparently it is still skipping. I don't know. Is it still skipping chatters? Is it still awful? I don't even know how awful it is, but they complain, so it must be bad, right? Mm. If it was just a little bit, then they probably wouldn't complain. And now they're saying it's fine. See, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's Stickamps. Yeah, someone was saying that Red Bar was having trouble, too, recently on Stickamps. So what do you want for free, right? I mean, we don't pay Stickam. Yeah. Maybe I should offer him some money. Open up the uh it, you, <laughs> open up the uh the, the get in the uh the room there, chat away with your friends and then listen to it on a, a listen to Free Talk Live at uh freetalklive.com uh, in another window. Yeah, would it That'll bug work. you guys that much to have this, you know, the, to go back the old way to where uh it's because if you listen, the thing that bugged them the most before was if you listen to the stream the broadband stream, and you watch the cam. The lag was like a was, forty second. Oh, lag. it was terrible. I never even got the point of watching the cam like that personally, because I, I would watch, and it had nothing to do with what. Well, was there going has on. to be audio on the cam simply because if if somebody um you know stumbles across us who's watching um, Stick AM, you know, we, last night we we had what? F- how many did you say? One hundred and forty people watching the show. Yeah, they featured us on the front page of their site. Right, which means that we have to have it because... One of the reasons to stay with Stick Am is because yeah. they do things. going to be like, who are these jackasses? So we we, abs- we have to have the audio on there. I just don't think we can get rid of it, even though it sucks. Um, you know, people can choose where they want to listen to the audio, and, and that's just what they've got to choose to do. No problem. Yeah, they're trying to help me, you know, test it and stuff. Like, I need more RAM. I don't need more RAM. There's two gigs of free RAM in this computer right now, so that's... It can't be the uh, the epi- the issue. Well, anyway, we no. There's no point in us sitting here doing a uh, a little on air tech um, tech review. session. Let me uh, real quick talk about advertising on Free Talk Live, and then we'll let them go. Go You're ahead. Supposed to, supposed to say something. You're trained professional in this crap. This isn't the same, Mark. There's no breaks coming up. There's nothing to fit in. There's no. We're not trying to hold people through a break or anything. It's much more laid back. The, everyone knows the internet shows are much more laid back. Yeah. If Dead you, air doesn't matter as much. If you have a company or you know somebody who uh, needs to do some advertising, please recommend Free Talk Live. Um, we, you know, we have very, very competitively priced ads. People imagine that our ads are going to be so expensive, but in fact, a thirty-second avail on this show it costs ten bucks, ten to fifteen dollars for one thirty-second commercial. Of course, we we can produce it for you. Um, if we produce an ad, it's a hundred bucks. But if you come with your own 30-second ad, I'm not going to, you know, I'll put you in there for, uh, I'll put it in at one time or whatever. Obviously, what works is to go on and advertise for three months, really see if it, uh, it it's effective for you. But as far as uh, effective advertising, Free Talk Live is far, far cheaper for anybody who's selling on a national basis. If you've got a website where you want to drive some traffic in, we can do it, um, uh, you know, we can do it extraordinarily effectively. And uh, if you have some, you know, you have a website where you're selling things and that kind of thing, we'll drive business to it. So uh, wait a minute now, Mark. What's a 30 second ad cost on your local radio station? I mean, 10 bucks for someone that doesn't know much about advertising that could sound expensive. 10 bucks, but no, it couldn't. Um, <laughs> absolutely couldn't. I was uh, working in Sarasota, Florida, which was the call it the 79th uh, uh, market in the United States, so what they would call a mid-sized market. 
um, on our big station, oh, Q, uh, the the country station. What, what the hell was that called? CTQ, 106 <laughs> CTQ. It was $120 for a 60-second ad. Um, on Oldies 108, 108, it was $100 for a 60-second ad. On the uh, even the cheap, cheap, cheap AMs where people just don't listen, five bucks. So you can essentially advertise nationally for the cost that it would uh, it would be to advertise. Locally. Yeah, but you can't just buy one ad. Though, no, right? You got to buy a bunch. I, I, it, it's it's the only way to compare it, though. You know, when you start tossing around, this is this is how radio, um, this is how ad salespeople lie to you. Is they'll put packages in front of you and confuse you with the uh, you know all the different stuff. I'm not going to do that. Just comparing spots. But local, even if you're buying locally, don't, you have to buy a run of ads usually, right? Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to get a run of ad. You can't you can buy one a, ad a on a morning spot. show? A um, single one-time 60-second slot? No way. You absolutely no one's going to sell you that. Yeah, they, they would sell it to you um, depending on – you'd have to get their attention to, to sell it to you. It might be some work, but yeah, it, it's not going to be effective. They're going to tell you this, is, this could be a waste of your money. But if you happen to already have a produced ad – Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, a 60-second ad that says, Hi, Mom, I love you, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is that you wanted to do. By the way, I'm not taking that crap. I am not going to sell you. <laughs> the um, chat room wants to know, uh, Are you? would you take $20 to play a 30-second clip of the Rick Astley song? Yeah, yeah. I'd but do. you'd have to get a package, right? You'd have to buy several of them. Would we? Would no, we run a, a? I don't think I would run a flight of Rick Astley songs. I would not songs? run a flight of Rick Astley songs. <laughs> I would, however, run it one time. But um, I would prefer if if you guys are going to do that, the way to do that is to say, "Hey, I want to do this, and I'm going to amplify the." I, you know, I don't want I don't want to spend any time trying to get my cut of twenty dollars from Ian. Yeah, well, I would just amplify uh, the program for that. It's a single amount of um, you know, a single time, and then I'll you know work it out from there. It'd be easier for us to actually do that. But it's got to be funny. I'm not going to do this for some dumb crap that's going to annoy my listeners. It, it'd be easier for us to do the Rick Astley thing in the podcast because I wouldn't want to annoy the guy over at GCN. Because in order to put an ad on the airwaves, we have to send it over to GCN and they have to put it into their system. I don't think they would want to put one advertisement in for a one-time run. That would I think suck if it was, for them. if it was funny... I think that it would it would be okay. Yeah. But if it was, you know, I, I have to decide that, and I'll tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if it was for the Rick Astley song, that was funny, and I would have done that. But now, however, the joke is ruined. <laughs> All right, y'all. It has been Ian here with you, and Nick, and Mark. We will return tomorrow night, and you can join us online in the meantime at Free Talk Live. Thanks for listening to us uh, platter on. Yeah, and thanks for giving us uh, some money for the AMP program. It really makes a difference. See yeah. you tomorrow night. Bye. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.